So, guys, this is a fucking belter. Absolute belter. Belter. I'd arguably say our most interesting episode. Yeah. And I've said that a couple of times, but I feel like our guests just keep getting better. Better and better. Genuinely so good. Yeah. This Um, is Joe Rogan-esque. Yes, it is. (laughs) It fucking sucks. We were joined by Alan Roberts, uh, author of the book, The Hard Hard Way Way Home. (laughs) Yeah. The Hard Way Home. Um, Uh, And it's basically, it's about you riding around the globe for 900 days on a motorbike. And um, yeah, what did we talk about? Yeah. Before that, where did we start? Uh, We started at Port Lincoln. Port Lincoln, tuna tuna diving. Tempe boy. (laughs) Yeah. How I ended up in uh, Southeast Asia, jumping through burning rings of fire. Yep. Using passports. Using uh, (laughs) military passports. (laughs) Illegal passports to to get into countries. Wrestling sharks. Yeah, wrestling sharks, dislocating elbows. Oh, yeah, Um, full moon parties. Living with- Chasing girls, finding love. Living with dwarfs in a yurt. Yeah. Riding a bike through Africa, through- Oh, Europe joining the Taliban. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, Taliban yeah. aren't that bad, are yeah. they? <laughs> fucking not Taliban guys, man. Um, and uh, uh, even Russia, that story towards the, the last Oh, I got 10, kicked out of China. Years. Yeah, yeah. Out of yeah. China. Fuck, this is an <laughs> epic. Yeah. Genuinely, you guys are going to fucking love this episode. Um, and his, his book is available. Um, so we'll put links and stuff in the description. Yeah. Because, so instead yeah. of let's get hard, let's get hard way home. Let's get hard way home. Fuck yeah. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat <laughs> anything Chris White says please disregard it 5D is actually a state of being it's a unity consciousness that was Hard Yarns with me Frankie Rose so I'm gonna throw it over to your co-host Daniel Jelby and Cameron Brand I would do this and then I'd gong <laughs> free in attendance for the millions listening at home <laughs> let's get hard <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, mate, you're a Tempe, Tempe boy. Yeah, mate. From the uh, Mallee, Northern Victoria. Yeah. Long way from home. Uh, played it, and I've just got the inside word on this. Yeah, go on. Temp- Tempe Goya Apache Wallet, Premiership player. That's it. Was that, is that English? That's three country Victorian. Tempe Goya Apache Wallet. Tempe. Yeah. Goya. Yeah. And Apache Wallet. Sounds like an Indian chief. So you know how like <laughs> you know how like Balcatta and Osborne Park joined yeah. to, to create Sterling. Yeah, they became Tempe Goya Petchawali. Wow, so three Tigers, areas. the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, Tempe Tigers, Tempe Tigers, yeah. and uh, won how, a premiership. What's the population of Tempe Goya Tachu Tachu Petchawali? Sorry, Tempe Goya patching over your club. Tempe's probably running at about. 30, perhaps, Fuck nowadays. Far out. Oh, Tinder would be so. tough out there, <laughs> eh? <laughs> no wonder you travelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not much to choose from out there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but, mate, you've got a very fascinating story. So, for um, uh, for the listeners that um, don't know who you are, you've written a book called The, the Hard Road Hard Road Home. The Hard Way Home. Hard Way yeah. Home. Yeah, inspired good, good by re- the Hard Yarns podcast. Great work, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and you, you rode a motorbike. Around the world. Yeah, yeah. That like, was uh, <laughs> a fucking experience. I'm it was, it was. It was 899 days. Fuck. Mm. Um, before we get into the, the whole <laughs> the trip around the world, uh, another bit of inside word is you used to be a tuna. You used to work on the tuna farms. Yeah, that was another uh, <laughs> job I had a crack at. So yeah. tell us about that because I know that's a fucking intense so job. <clears throat> I'd had enough of – I was an aircraft engineer. Oh, wow. Had enough of that. 
I thought I wanted to do something different, and that was different. Yeah, so. you weren't working on MH370, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? So you used to you go underneath and you cut the nets. Yeah, so we'd I'd, we'd go out to the bite and yep. catch all the fish, mm-hmm. and then they'd tow them into Port Lincoln, yeah. where the farms are. Mm-hmm. Is Port Lincoln where all the sharks are as well? Yeah, is that in South <laughs> yeah. Australia? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what Mick Mick Gledhill, our last guest, was talking about. Is that the, same the Aboriginal oh, yeah, um, the tribes would go out and call the sharks in. Sing to the sharks. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like the great white capital of yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. So this is where you're doing the tuna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We'd hop in the net some days and you'd see a shark. You'd be inside with the shark oh swimming around. God. Then you'd have to go get a powerhead and go down and destroy it. What's, destroy a, pow- what's a powerhead? Like a stick with a shotgun shell on the end of it. Oh, wow. And you wait for the shark to swim underneath you and- that's like the aqua version of No Country for Old Men. <laughs> so, what sort of sh- what sort of shark is this? Like everything from tigers to great whites. And- yeah, blue sharks, makos. Okay, um, great whites. We weren't allowed to. Yep, weren't meant to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. So they're protected. Yeah, I exactly. guess. Yep, yep. Fisheries. We'd get fisheries out to get rid of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what? You go under the net and yeah. So they'd come along and chew a hole in the net to come in and eat the fish. Yeah. And then by the time. I remember one one time we were getting them out. We were shooting them for days, just getting them out, getting them out. There was over thirty of them in there by the time we'd finished oh, destroying wow. them all. You're around in there swimming around with them. Oh my like, god! That's a but do, is it almost like they don't care about you because there's no, so many exactly. fish? Like, yeah. Once they get in the net, they stress out a bit and they just they think, shit, I'm in here now. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to get out. So they just school with the fish. They yeah. might eat one or two and then that's it. Oh, okay, right. they're just in there as another. I saw fish. footage of guys grabbing them and throwing them over and shit. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you were well, trying to guys, do? Or is it some just- guys are a little bit great. It's a bit of a cowboy industry. <laughs> 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 that's for sure. There's all kinds of things. They're ripping ripping hearts out of fresh tuna. Yeah. These guys and just oh eating my them. God. Yeah. Blood coming down their mouth. Do you uh, get much of the like uh, protest? Is RSPCA? Those sorts of people rocking up. <clears throat> Not before, but they will now. Yeah. <laughs> Port Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, nah, it's, all, it's, all, it's all out in the, the ocean, isn't it? Yeah. So mm. What goes on out there stays on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, not it's anymore. Chinese, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chinese dream, all the shark fin soup. They could have been, <laughs> oh, yeah. could have been doing. Um, Did they, they, were they worth keeping to eat at all? Any other sharks? Or just, nah, no, well, only little ones, they'd shoot off to the – Lash them out and shoot them off to the wherever they sent them to the yep. cannery or some of the local stuff. But anything too big, they're full of uh, mercury. Like, yeah, right. So oh, re- oh really? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, the bit where we killed a pointer one. We got fisheries out to kill a white pointer. Mm-hmm. They have to do it. And yep. This thing, by the time they put it onto the deck, it was, it's as big as a small car. These things are massive. Yes. They're just machines. Yeah. That's nuts. Man. They're quite beautiful things, actually, when they're yeah. in the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you swam with a few? Yeah. I was in the water a few times and they'd go past. <laughs> they always used Could to you? say, try and make yourself as big as possible. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> all you wanted to do was crawl up your own ass and yeah. disappear. <laughs> Jesus. You could have just got your nuts out, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just float to the surface. Yeah. That happens. But um, <laughs> it's a bit like that's that's a long way from Country Vic, is yeah. it really? So, like, it's a big sea yeah, change. Yeah. How did you even know you could swim? Yeah. Uh, well, we had dams, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, that, you're right, you're spot on, like I – Far, that's that's probably how I was more so into motorbikes. I don't, I can't surf. I've never really done it. But mm-hmm. I love love the ocean, and yeah. I just wanted to do something different that yep. added a bit of adventure yeah. in life. And we, I was sure before did. we changed into that. What was the gnarliest thing you saw out there, or oh, the gnarliest yeah. thing that happened? Oh, like, lo- I went down one day, 
when we're bringing the sh- the uh, tuna in, so they're in a net and they only you only tow them as quick as because they swim in the net mm. from the yeah, bite okay. to the farm. So you're only towing them at like point six, point seven of a knot. Okay. And then out the back of the net, you can imagine there's a uh, there's a second net, and that's to stop all the predators coming in. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if they'll get through the first net to get the fish, but then they get stuck. So I went down one day and I went out. I could see there was a big hammerhead. Had a hammer on it, probably. We're talking oh, and two or three foot. Yeah. And so I I go down and you're you're on an umbilical. You haven't got a t- you got a small tank, but you're actually on an umbilical so joined so, to the. So wherever you go, you got to come back wherever fuck. your umbilical goes. So I yeah. went down in the main net and I could see the this predator net's probably uh, billowing out ten meters behind. It's mm. not it's not close. Yeah. So I just cut a hole in the main net, just a, a straight line, and went out through that. Now I'm going through no man's land mm, with my umbilical <laughs> trailing me out towards this hammerhead because the boss, the supervisor, you're talking. Yeah, you've got a um, like a mask mask on that's got microphone to speak. Got to be COVID safe down there. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> so and he's just saying, yeah, yeah, just go and cut it out, let it go. Because if you don't cut it out, more sharks come along. It's just feeding time at the zoo there's it's just predators everywhere okay so i'm out and you look at their gills to see if uh and they look flat against the the water so what? you always go at the uh the blunt end so i went and grabbed it by the tail and this thing <laughs> it was well alive it swung around but its hammer was caught in the net but it swung all the way around mm. and it was coming 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 it got within about a foot of me <sighs> but and they're vicious, hammer, hey? Yeah, yeah. Because its hammer was stuck in the, the net. It just. It, ju- it come right oh. around and then stopped. And I'm, I'm just sque- squealing. <laughs> trying to go back. I couldn't go up. I had yeah. to go then back where I'd come from through the hole that I'd fuck. cut in the main net and then up. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Because so, what does it do with the hammer? Does the hammer actually hit you or is it just getting ah, it well, the it's, teeth? It, it, yeah, it's mouth right underneath it yeah. so well its eyes are Fuck. out on the and when you said you look at the gill to see if they're alive you mean yeah because yeah. if the gills are kind of got volume in them yeah you, or anything they're the breathing fish, yeah you can see that they're breathing but if it had been stuck in the net let's say for six or seven hours or whatever yeah. sideways it most likely would have drowned yeah and yeah clearly i don't know my <laughs> fish gills very well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, man. Um, yeah but yeah that's exciting the sea yeah. stuff is that like it's that Anxiety driving oh, fucking story because, yeah. especially like I know you got the net around you in that situation, but how far out are you in that? Oh, we're days, no days and days. Like <laughs> it would take a week, a week Yuck. to sail out without the fish, and then once you got the fish, it'd take three to four weeks to sail oh back in. So right. this is like perfect storm category. Yeah. Did yeah. you have like some yeah. of those big, big? So we had days where it was. Like, What's going on with the? Yeah. Where it was on. like. Uh, <laughs> Silk. I heard the word predators. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, an- your ankle bracelet's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funnier than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it would be just flat, calm, and amazing, and, and fog, middle of summer, because the, the fishing, the catching season's like January, mm-hmm. January, February, and you, you, it'll be nine o'clock in the morning. It'll be just fog, real eerie, mm. all, all day. Really? And then some days it'd be calm, and then other days we had waves coming over the front where we have to put the. Uh, just like in the movies where you're putting the, the boards up on the, like on the windscreen so it doesn't smash it. You can't sleep. I couldn't think of what anything What deadliest worse. catch style? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch that sort of, that show? Oh, no, no. He lived it, mate. He didn't yeah, I was going to say. Was, that was back in the He's day. Like, yeah, that's for fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Where we'd go to the video store, yeah. the local video store, and you'd they'd let us hire like 50 movies. Yeah, That's right. back in those days. Oh. Yeah, yeah before you have um, you you know, take movies them out. on USBs now. Yeah. yeah. So you'd take them out on – Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And, and we'd have the big perfect waves. storm. You'd have Jaws. Fuck <laughs> 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 that. How do you get used to the, the rocking and shit? Do you- well, you, you do when you're out there. Some guys will get seasick because once you yeah. get seasick, you can't get rid of it until it's dead flat. But yeah. it's when you come back, you get off. You've been on it for four weeks because it moves, moves quite a lot. Like yeah, I, yeah. I work on the ocean now, but we don't move much. Yeah. But when you come back, if you – when you're sitting watching the TV, the TV in front of you is going like this. It's moving from side. That's if you hop in a shower and close your eyes or you're in the shower or whatever, yeah. you can nearly fall over. Fuck. It takes a few days to uh, – like Well, yeah, you'd be like, adjusting like, yeah. It's like when you're on the piss, Branchy. <laughs> Just in the shower, your that's eyes closed. I, that's how I walk Trying not to, not to fall over. Yeah. What about any like um, weird sea creatures or like – you know, krakens or any any strange shit out there, or, any, or mermaids. Yeah, like uh, they were walruses. <laughs> probably the strangest thing was uh, my skipper. His name was I forget his first name. It was something Kelly, so we called him Ned. Yeah. Okay. And all he would do was go down in the engine room and go, Robo, I'm going down for a hot one. You watch." <laughs> <laughs> and he's down one. there just smoking billies the whole time. <laughs> The we guy got, in charge of your safety. Yeah, we got $10 million worth of tuna getting <laughs> towed behind us. <laughs> and he's just chuffing up. Good man. And we're, 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 I was a young bloke and that's one thing I've never hardly yep. touched in my life. A handful of times. Yep. What, skippers? <laughs> <laughs> just a handful, never a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming into Lincoln. We've been out to sea for four weeks. Yep. And – I'd have avoided anything and then find you'd been out there for so long and he's going, Go on, Robbo, go on, go down the engine room, I've packed you one. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've I've waltzed down there and come back up and uh he's one of us was asleep or I was asleep and he's gone and had one and he's come up and we're both now sound asleep. <laughs> and we're coming in we're coming into Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> And ahead of us is all these other tuna farms and it's all <laughs> happening and he's woken up bloody yelling and screaming and <laughs> jumping on the throttle and backing it off. Wow. <laughs> yeah, four weeks and in the last two yeah. hours he nearly balls the whole show. Holy Jesus. shit. Yeah. And there's no mobile phones and stuff back then, hey? Did you have well, big C satellite phones? We, they, we did have a satellite phone. I, I never had a mobile phone. Jeez, I made a – that was my first introduction to a mobile phone. He had a mobile phone. Yep. This is like the Nokia 3310 yeah, yeah. days. We're coming closer. We're coming closer to uh, the beach. From now we've got the radio going. Yeah. Before I went out there, I met this uh, radio local radio DJ called, yeah. called Tanya Macker. I'll never forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> she was a bit of a hot thing in town. <laughs> so well, uh, local. Anyway, they're doing workday requests. So I ring up and say, G'day, Tanya, how you going? It's me. And uh, yep. she remembered me and we're chatting. She goes, what's the song you want? And I requested something that Ned said, and anyway, I've put the phone down. This is like one of the first times in my life I've used a mobile phone. <laughs> and of course, now Ned and I have uh, started talking about all the oh. this is two blokes that have been to sea for a month. 
about all the tuning you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Involved all kinds about of things, this, including... Uh, about her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah included, I'd, fuck her, I'd fucking tan you, Macca. <laughs> included broom oh. handles and all kinds oh. of things. Anyway, fuck. we get into town. Oh, th- and then Ned, Ned leans over five so minutes later and he goes, Oh, oh Robbo. <laughs> you didn't hang up the phone. And we thought nothing of it. He's yeah. just hit it. And, and then, no, I get back into town. We're on land and I'm down the pub, the Tasman, the local bar, and uh, <laughs> scuffing around in there. And here she is. And I go, hey, Tanya, how you doing? <laughs> She's really cold. Really cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm asking her questions. She, <laughs> she <laughs> wasn't forthcoming in uh, reciprocating. <laughs> One of my friends well, come Have up. you got a broomstick up your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends rolls up and says, are you Robbo? I said, yeah, 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 that's me. And she goes, by the way, next time, hang up the fucking phone. Oh. <laughs> and being the radio, because it wasn't live, because when you ring up, yeah. the whole thing was recorded. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my Every single one of her colleagues then approached me for the, all night saying, are you Robbo? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I'll be like, you, buddy. <laughs> you should uh, Did you ever ask for the recording? That would be so <laughs> funny to get hold of. Amazing. And but real. I did smooth it over. Okay. Things worked out all right. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. yeah. How long does that take to smooth over? And now they're married. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell! Fuck. Uh, so even, is, that, is uh, that why you left? Is yeah. that why you left town? <laughs> yeah, it just never went back to tuna fishing again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And that's like a five thousand dollar phone call when you don't hang up back then as well. It was. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're on yeah. credit, you just yeah. run out. Yeah. 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 Well, Vodafone, Vodafone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's from the, from from all the. Uh, the you know, the fishing and stuff. And um, from what I read, uh, and I've just started your book. Um, what, so you fi- read the cover page? I read the cover page. <laughs> I read the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were chasing a girl across the yeah. world. That's I, what uh, started the travel. Was it Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she um, couldn't get through the airport door. Was, was that a broom <laughs> stuck at <under> the <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, was it? So was that the beginning of the travelling, or was no, that? So, would you get the bug prior to that? Well, from from Lincoln, I ended up in Broome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. I know you hate me jumping in sometimes, but that was. I had to sweep that was one. This? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I worked there for about six months, diving and up and down the WA coast, and I had a shitty day at work. So uh, I wanted to – I'd done a little bit of travelling overseas, backpacking. Yep. I d- did a few trips with friends where you go to Bali and you do that. Mm. I, I really wanted to uh, – Which oh, but back then was a bit more of a trek than it was. To, like, yeah, that's right. It's not as easy as it is today. But, yep. but I, I, I really wanted just to go somewhere and have no – every other holiday mm. was set. You know, yep. you stayed at this hotel, you mm. did this, you did that. Like no agenda. Yeah, so I wanted no agenda. So I flew, I got a one-way ticket to uh, Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was a good five and a half years before I made it home. Oh, wow. So that that uh, kicked, it's in the book, the story. But, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. I ended up Southeast Asia for a bit and I was at a full moon party. Uh, oh, there. Right, yeah. There is that. So you've been to one branch, eh? Yeah, I've, I've never two. been to one. Jump through a burning ring of fire. Yeah, yeah. Seven operations. Oh, you've got it. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, you're, the one, you're one of the 
You're yeah. a statistic. Yeah, I'm a statistic. <laughs> yeah, I've had operations in every in England and Thailand. Uh, that's what they were saying to us the footy club when we went over for our footy trips. And they were like, just statistic. don't like, yeah, like, if yeah. you're on a full what? moon, just be careful. Yeah, well, what operations they, you have in Thailand? Is something you want to tell us or? <laughs> 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 so, so when you jumped through this ring of fire, were you sober? Is anyone sober at a full moon? No, I think oh, I must have probably. Who knows? I don't count things like that. But yeah. I was well into probably my third or fourth bucket. Yeah. As um, call them. The, Did you the, go to the skipping rope on fire or the the slide with the fire? No, nah, the, the ring side? with the oh. uh, with the uh, they wrap it in wrap cloth yeah. and diesel and they yeah. hold it up with wires. And I jumped through a few times. Yeah, and of course, just to mix it up, I. Uh, <laughs> In front of a couple of thousand people, so yeah, because everyone's on, no clothes on. Oh, yeah, because well, I can even you and Branch, you get along really well. Well, it's probably why he gets along well with Bernsey as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, here I am on a in a crumpled mess on the ground, and and I've broken things before, and I knew instantly my elbow was backwards, basically. Yeah, look, so you fell, yeah, I just jumped through, and just the way I must have. Oh, however, I landed. No, so you're a proper horror story from oh, it was, and it. Then the story began, oh. and it was a good. Uh, is that a lump on your elbow that I can see from here? Is yeah, it a little bit? That's yeah, um, righto. Fuck. Yeah, oh, that's fuck. bone on bone there. It's yes. So and this it, is it jumping. Took a lot of operations to have ten years. I suffered. What year fuck. was this? Um, was this full moon? Oh, let's go for about two thousand and two or three. Two thousand three. Okay. So medicine was okay. No, it was no, it was trash. So still not great. No. Shit, I, I ended up in the hospital, bloody uh, the local hospital. Ended up there. Oh, about to say on our name, uh, not our name. Um, on on um, Copang Yang. Copang Yang. Yeah, I ended up there. The doctor came in and he just looked at me and says, "I can't fix that." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, this is, we're talking one o'clock in the morning. I was on my own." Yeah. Mm. And then uh, he says, "Right, we'll have to send you to Kosamui." Yeah, across. I said, right over. on the. Let's go. Yeah. On the. He goes, oh no no. <laughs> Tomorrow on yeah. the first boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The public boat. Yeah, yeah. So, shit. And then, then I moved. At some point, I'm just lying there, shit scared. Absolutely yep. shit scared. All I had now was my I had shorts on. Yeah. Like, no, Jesus. nothing. No yeah. money, no shoes, no nothing. Fuck. I went to move my leg, and unbeknownst to me, in amongst all that, they must have dropped the ring on the back of my calf muscle. Oh, oh and, and that now was... my, my leg was stuck to the sheet. So oh, <laughs> fuck. I'm, I'm calling the nurse. She came in. They had no sympathy. She's just ripped the sheet off, and then she's dabbing they, it with. Dead old. They would have seen it a lot as well. Like. Yeah. And then the next day, yeah, exactly, another stupid flying, yeah, stupid, yeah, tourist. So then the next day on the boat on my own, and the public, everyone's looking at me, just going, "Look at this bloke!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bloody. So I'll, I'll, I'll bet you he's Australian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's probably. He's only got his shorts on. <laughs> so then uh, over to the next the. Kosamui Hospital was an ambulance waiting for me. They wouldn't give me painkillers in case they had to operate. Yep. They wheeled me into the hospital and this another guy comes up and he's looking at the x-rays and goes, okay, I'll fix your arm. I said, <laughs> give me – I need I need painkillers. Give <laughs> yeah. me something. Yeah. got to give me something. He goes, no, no, there's no time. And I'm thinking, jeez. No time? We're up to about 12 hours now. This is maybe lunchtime the next day. No sleep, obviously. From yeah, no sleep. No, yeah. nothing. You'd almost go feverish in that sort of – Yeah. Because well, you go, you're going – I did. dealing with in the pain sense, for so long. They wheeled me into this room and there's one guy had fallen off a motorbike. He had no skin yeah. on his body. There's another guy had a hole in his throat. 
gargling and I'm just thinking who who is <laughs> who's priority here <laughs> <laughs> I want to be first that sounds like the worst version of an Englishman an Irishman and an Aussie walking to a bar yeah. it's like a bloke with a hole in his throat yeah no skin fuck. and a guy with a fucked elbow walking to a hospital so you're the reason that my parents are scared of me yeah. going to a bar to yeah. a full moon party yeah so so then the, like, he goes oh, I just I just I was I was done I was so exhausted I said righto let's do what you got to do so mm. with that he's Said um, whatever he said in Thai, and all these nurses come over, and one's two of them, one's across my shins, one's across my thighs, another oh. one's rolled a towel up and put it in my mouth, oh. another one's jumped up oh. and sat on my right shoulder. The doctor's holding a broom, going, Let's do it. <laughs> 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 yeah, hang up the phone next time, you idiot. Yeah. And uh, then he's away, he's gone, he's just picked up this arm that had been sitting like that for the last 12 hours and started. Trying to put it in, manipulate it, manipulate oh. it in. Because was your elbow dislocated then? Yeah, completely. Oh, it was. Fuck. So they kept it dislocated for twelve hours. Yeah, it was out for at least twelve hours. <sighs> and they, they do say in nasty dislocations you can like amputations. Amputate. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst and hardest and nastiest one. Okay. It happened to Pete Murray on the SAS. I saw on episode six. Really? Dislocated his elbow. Elbow. Man. And it, he was like, can we put it back in? The doctor's like, nah, mate, we're going to fucking hospital. Yeah. yeah. He goes, when? He's like, it's three hours away. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've dislocated my shoulder like that many times. Yeah. But I feel like the elbow would be 10, like a bit oh, lot worse. Yeah. Be yeah. A, it, it just seems. Well, you ask him. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I've broken just, bones and, just, yeah. and elbows and a whole other thing. Jeez. It just seems so it pop, like. Did it, it popped like obviously that way. The yeah, this whole joint yep. had come down and now it was over here. Oh, and that's right. what I mean. Like there's, there's, there's so much more that can happen with the elbow, yeah. whereas the, the shoulder's like it can't go much further. Mm. Like it's there, it's yeah. out, it's bang, it's done. Like the elbow can go fucking. Yeah. Righto. So he's pulling away at your arm. <laughs> so he's pulling away and then after – and I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely screaming. And, and that's when the, the cop, the, I'm sweating. Yeah. And felt cold and yeah, felt yeah. hot and feeling everything. And then yeah. he puts my arm on my chest and he just looks at me and goes, I know fix. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just tortured you. <laughs> yeah. Which sent like forever. It was probably about a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Fuck. And then uh, – then they wheeled me into an operating theatre an hour or two later and put me to sleep. They, they didn't cut me open, but another doctor come. Yeah. They sent me to sleep and uh, – It looks nasty. They just, like, just did it when you were asleep, like pushing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything was relaxed. But unbeknownst to me, and I never knew this, um, they broke the end of the uh, oh. the radial off. Yeah. And that's what that kind of lump is there, you can see. So uh, and it, and now off. have you got – So they snapped Arthritis it. and pain through yeah, that area? Yeah, no, so I had uh, – I had nerve pain for 10 years. These two fingers were numb for 10 years and that's what I had all the operations for, chasing. Yeah. I just you get desperate. Get yeah. Pain makes you desperate oh, yeah. to uh, get rid of it. And finally, I saw a doctor in Melbourne. He did warn his shoulder. He does uh, does everybody. Yeah. He's, he's quite famous. Yeah, okay. A friend put me onto him and he just basically said, geez, I can't believe these surgeons haven't tried this and he did it. And What, what was the answer? Um, so... Yeah, your funny bone nerve runs down here mm-hmm. underneath, so mm-hmm. that's not there anymore. You moved it around the corner. Right. So it runs like that, just a short. So you distance. never get a, a funny bone here? No. Oh. I hit my funny bone. You lucky bastard. You'd be good at Muay Thai. Ten years of pain. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's not lucky yeah, bastards. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but I've, 2017 was the last op and – I feel your pain on that because I've had nearly 12 years of back pain and – 
same thing for surgeries, trying to Oof. fix the, the nerve pain yep. down the leg. Yeah. Like burning hot and you, you can't get rid of it. No. It's just fucking it's there. there. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. It, it's it does your mind. It does yeah. everything. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. And then it, after I fixed that side, the other side went. Yeah. And then, yeah. Is that what they refer to as chronic pain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's debilitating. Yeah. Yes. And, and people don't get it. Which yeah. is not their fault. Yeah. yeah. Until you've experienced it, yeah. it is fucking debilitating and it's mentally draining. Yeah. It just kills your fucking- Mentally. Men- oh, mentally, It drains yeah. that's you why, so and much. That, and the only reason I said that we're getting feverish is because of experiences I've had where after a certain amount of pain for so long, the feverish. Yeah. It's called marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daniel. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. No, yeah, after that certain amount of pain, and just after a while, it's like your body is- it's because I feel like your body just wears down. Like yeah, it's it like does. it just breaks down and just like I can't fuck. I'm I'm breaking down. I'm fucking run down. I'm starting because you constantly got to yeah try yeah. and mentally stay on top of it. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. It's not, yeah. It's- I find it an interesting um, like sort of uh, subject because I was listening to. I'm not trying to sound like a wanker here. Fucking Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Or Eckhart Tolle. Isn't it funny? Anytime you mention him, you're like, yeah, yeah. But that sound like a wanker. He, he's, he's fucking onto it. Though, he's so, thinking about the pain body, like. Even though, like, your pain was chronic, my pain was chronic, there were moments where I, whatever I was focused on at the time, I'd forget about it. Yeah, But yeah. then it comes back. And yeah. it's like, if you could maintain that state of... On the gravy stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All pain goes away, away for that split second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it was constant. like, oh, you know, I wasn't but thinking about the pain and then straight away it's back. And it was just a, a distraction, but yeah. it's still there if you move wrong or then. And you wake in the morning. Yes. And the first thing. Yeah. F- f- the moment you wake, it's <laughs> yes. not there for about two seconds. Yeah. And then it's there. Yeah. It's back in your mind. Yeah. And you just go, oh. The thought of getting out of bed yeah. or fucking picking up your shoes or yeah. whatever. Putting your jocks on it. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked, that's man. a thing. But um, that's intense start already. Yeah. So you, <laughs> and you're not even on the you've, trip. You've got no wallet, no, no ID. No, so, so you're in a hospital. I How borrowed, do you get out of there? Uh, I borrowed before I left the, the nurse that ripped the sheet off me leg. I borrowed two thousand baht off her to pay for the boat. Yeah, yep. said, "Oh, we'll come back and pay you back." Yeah, and then uh, I met two British guys that were heading back over to the island. I just in the waiting room. Did, it cost about it was only about one hundred and eighty or two hundred dollars in the end. Yeah, actually, actually good. Yeah, yeah, which was really good actually. When yeah. you think about it, you hear these horror stories, but um, I just thought and they said, "Yeah, mate, yeah." Have some, have some money. I don't yeah. think I paid him back. Actually, they were <laughs> shocked with the story. Yeah. Wow, mate. As How long did you have to recover, or did they just discharge you? Mate, and you were thousand, yeah, a couple of thousand baht. No, as soon as I had it, so I would have had the op that afternoon, and I was out that night. Yeah. It wasn't an open. It was just to put me under. They put it back in. I woke up in plaster, and they said I wanted to go. I wanted to get out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I left as soon as I could, and so then I um. Where's all your stuff? Back on the other island. Right. Oh, my clothes and on, that I'd taken off. On, on Koh Yang. Yang. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So you, you got to get back over there? Yeah, so back back down to the, <laughs> on the, on the um, ferry. On the on the ferry or yeah. the – what are the, was it? Uh, long boats? Yeah, long boat. On a long boat. That's how I got home first time I went. Yeah. At fucking four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Pitch pay, black. Pay dude. Pitch black. Yeah. Drunk as fuck. 
you can't see anything. There's like 10 people in this long yeah. boat and you're just shitting yourself. Yeah. Just <laughs> and, next, and you hear the stories where they catch well, next year, I, yeah. The next year, I think it was the next year or the year after. Yeah, because I'd, I'd heard so many stories about ca- uh, boat accidents and people fucking crashing and dying and drowning. And um, so the next year, I yeah, so, so you get on of, the boat. <laughs> yeah, so so scared the next day. Well, it was that or stay on the beach. And I uh, stay on the beach till it's light, bro. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just I just was done. Yeah, I, it was a, a big night. And yeah. and then the second year, I was I was so traumatized by that. I stayed on the island. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah stayed on. Yeah, it's good though. <laughs> yeah, but did you was Magic Mushrooms Mountain back back then? Oh, yeah, the mushroom mountain down at the end. I wouldn't have a clue. I, I never had too many to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Happy pizzas. It's like they? a big yeah. windmill, and it's yeah down the end there. Yeah, and it's um, lovely. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't had the chance to go for a full moon party yet. I went to Koh Samui, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Jumped in the. That's where I jumped in the ring and and had a smash uh, with a German guy. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> like, uh, I can't fight. Like, I've done <laughs> a bit of BJJ and that's it. Karate when I was little and just one of my bucket lists. I'm like, I want to I wanna just fucking have a, have a proper fight. So I jumped in. They wow. got me a mouth guard and, and I put a head, head yeah, thing yeah. on and went three one-minute rounds. It felt like 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, I bet. Jeez, that would have got the adrenaline going. It was sick. Yeah. yeah. yeah I got four veneers. So you did a real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like me and my mate, like a proper one. Well, like you no, didn't no. know them. I didn't know the guy. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So one guy came up to me, this Irish guy, and he's like, I'll feature. I'll feature. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no way, bro. I can tell you live here and yeah. trade Muay Thai. He goes, <laughs> yeah. I promise. I'll fucking go easy. <laughs> but if you fucking hit me, I'll fucking knock you out. I was like, no, bro, because I don't know how to fight and I don't want to accidentally do it. He's yeah. like, just fucking jump in. I said, no, 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 I'll, we're cool. Like, I'll find someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, as, as long as I get, and my back was still fucked, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. And then I was fat as fuck. I was 94 kilo, wow, unhealthy, Jesus. hadn't done anything, but I'm like, I got to tick this off. And I was with Samo, who's like a good fighter. Like he's a good fighter. He's a oh, great yeah, well, like, through, technical fighter, boxer rugby. and yep. yeah. And Clinton and Samo wouldn't do it. So then this German guy who did CrossFit, like specimen. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll fight. I was like, have you fought before? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Said, all right, let's do it. And then they gave us fucking a bucket of piss each. Yes, bucket. Yeah. yeah and then jumped in and, and Clinton and Samo cornered me. And I f- first move I tried to do was a Superman punch. <laughs> and then I tried a spinning back fist. And I was watching all the fights, man. And so you're watching for tips. Yeah, but move. they were all boxing. No one was kicking. Yeah. So I kicked the fuck out of this cunt's legs, man. <laughs> like, I just leg kicked the fuck out of him for three rounds, bro. And by the end of the, he couldn't walk. And uh, I won the fight just. And then <laughs> the next day, all the skin off the top of my fucking toes were gone. And all my shins were fucked because I was, was chopping this dude's leg. And I couldn't walk for two days and got fucking. Nearly dead sick. Me and Samo and Clinton all got sick to the point where we couldn't leave our room and like one of us so you got like the, crawled out. The barley belly, but Thai belly. It was the worst, so, the worst I've ever felt, man. Not like a dislocated elbow, but yes. two days where I was like, I swear to God, man, I was going to write my will. In, wow. in Thailand yeah. when you get that, yeah. and I've had it before, it is the worst. Yeah. It is the worst. Shitting and yakking, just liquid. Same time. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket on yeah. the Yeah, it's the worst. 
But then that pizza that we had after the second day of not eating anything was just heaven, man. Yeah. But yeah, I got but the, I got the first, fight like, on when, film and it's it um, <laughs> so bad, bro. When you first like come out of it as well, you just feel like you sort of yeah. like you're like okay, I'm feeling better now, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm just not quite there yet. And you're yeah. trying to eat, and you're like, I can't quite get it yeah, down. Yeah. And you're smashing Powerade and yeah. electrolytes. And we couldn't stuff. figure out what it was because the only thing we were pretty careful, but we did play beer pong, and the ball kept rolling on the floor. Yeah, and shitty water. Yeah, hundred so percent. Yeah, yeah, that, that. that's probably so. Yeah, but, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so you've got back to Copenhagen. Yeah, got Co- back there, and then. And did you did you call your parents and shit or uh, well, they care or well, like I think that was the catalyst. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I rang my mother. Yeah, all people. This was because so this would have been collect calls or phone cards back then, eh? Yeah, I don't know what it was actually. You know, when you bought a, the little phone yeah, card, yeah, and you had to put yeah, in the digits. Probably would have oh, been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or maybe did we have Skype back then? I don't know, but um, so I rang her, and it was her that said she knows me a bit, but she said, "Yeah." Don't come home. <laughs> There's nothing you can do at home. Ah, so, right. That's pretty good, your arms good advice. So and then it was, yeah. So that was like only a week into my whatever it was going to be. <laughs> Maybe I was only going to probably go for three or four months or yeah. whatever, but this was yeah. a week into my how, – How old were you? 20 oh, – let's go for about 25. Yeah. How much money had you saved? Enough? I had about – Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, cool. So pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a I had a Ducati nine nine six at the time <laughs> yeah. before I left, and I'd sold that. Yeah, uh, right. About, I think I got twenty one thousand for it. Wow. Back in the day. So uh, then, and she said, "Don't uh, don't come home. Yeah, you might as well finish what you started." Five and a half years later, I came home. That's awesome. Fuck. Thanks, mum. Yeah. 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 My sister had three kids, and I'd never even seen. I come home. <laughs> she had a whole family. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They've just got this uncle with a fucked arm and yeah. <laughs> like, that's sick. Yeah. So, so it was five and a half years and you were like about 900 days of the bike. There must have been, there's what, a couple of years? Yeah, what, so, yeah. so that was about uh, six months then I spent, I continued in Southeast Asia. So this is where I was, I went to, I was in Thailand, I went to Borneo, I went to wherever I went, Cambodia. But one of the times I passed through Thailand, I met a girl. Mm, mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this was uh, set the wheels in motion. It was an Aussie girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's probably the main actor, the main character besides me in the book, which I killed off at one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I fell head over heels and she was on her way. She was on her way to, to England to work. Yep. And I'd never heard of this England place. Yeah. <laughs> England. England? <laughs> your, England. Li- your state that you live in is named after the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. England. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'd never heard of this working in London because of my background. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just the c- circles you mix in. So I was in the Air Force originally doing my aircraft engineer trade. Yeah. yeah. So no one goes to England. Mm. Well, I'd never heard of this whole working holiday visa and she was there with a bunch of friends and they were on their way to England. Mm-hmm. So I kept travelling Asia a bit and then uh, went through all through the Middle East, went through Syria, Turkey, down like, into Egypt. Was this while Syria was Syria? No, this is pre pre-sh- Yeah, that was when it was It was amazing. Really? All the ancient ruins that have all been blown up by ISIS. Yeah. How weird is that? Ancient ruins are now ancient ruins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an inception? <laughs> Fuck. 
How's the heroin? Good. It's <laughs> 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 good. Yeah. So, what what sort of stuff was this here? Because I I don't really know a lot about the history. But thanks to summer. But, uh, a lot, lot of rocks. Yeah. yeah where, where's this? In Syria. In Syria. Yeah. Syria. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, they, they so had the, the best ancient, better than Greece, better right. than – I forget all their names. Is, it, is yeah. it Mesopotamia or is that Greece where it's Mesopotamia stuff? Mesopotamia. Um, I think that's more Greece, Greece? or Turkey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, so you've got like <laughs> old, old like biblical shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all really intact and all that stuff. Yeah, so, right. And then, yeah, ended up in Egypt and I had, I think, $1,000 to my name, which at the time converted into three or $400. So, Of, of English, you mean? Yeah, or, into, yeah. into pounds. Yeah, sorry. yeah. So, but I, I was in Egypt, in Cairo, and I thought, what the hell am I going to do? Mm. And I'd been keeping in touch with this, this bird. Mm. And, uh, thought, can, I, can I rewind back? How did you meet her? Because um, I liked hearing the start of a love story. Well... I, just, I, I didn't hang up the phone one time. I was at a ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was staying at a, a place that was a – one side was like a accommodation. Because I was staying in – every day I was going to the hospital actually getting physio and I was mm. going past this hotel that was close to the ho- – really close to the hospital. I thought, right, I'm going there. Yeah. And as it turns out, I went and lived in Bangkok years later. I lived yeah. in Thailand for two and a half years. Yeah, okay. And um, – that is like a part of the as I come to learn, mm. yeah. just through knowledge. That is the uh, the whole sex <laughs> district <laughs> oh, okay. where I was staying. I didn't know at the time yeah. in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the naivety of a country boy just going, "What? Like this working Aussie stuff? Well, what? This yeah. is the sex?" I had a very similar experience to you. Yeah, yeah. They had a you know. I'd, couldn't figure out why they had a leather swing hanging from the. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, is that the rehab thing for the? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was one of those shearing stirrups. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had farming fucking <laughs> sheep in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Go get one of the street dogs yeah. round up a few. Yeah. Why are there red lights everywhere? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah right. Okay. So she was. Um, oh, she was working at this sex place. That's a boy. Mm. <laughs> she was uh, staying there as well. Yeah, with her friends. So we met and we did a few mm-hmm. touristy things, and that's the rest is history. Yeah, I suppose. So was she I, Victorian as well. Or? Brisbane. She's yeah. from Brisbane, but yeah. she was. Uh, well, she, she called herself ABC Australian born Chinese. So right, Asian in that's pretty oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Chinese okay. in in appearance. Yeah, and the amazing girl, as yeah. in. Still have a lot of respect for what she went on to achieve because yeah. she was a part of the trip. Yeah. She did half of it on yeah. her own motorbike. Never oh wow! Ever. Yeah, yeah. But cool. so, yeah. Moving on, I I chased her to England. Um, I landed. That's a whole story. Wow. <laughs> so what? You can't go into England if you haven't got. It's crazy. You got to have a, the a right re- amount of money. <laughs> yeah, and a, a return. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. A return ticket. Mm. Even an Aussie, if you land with a one way ticket, they will put you on a plane. Aussies, Kiwis, they'll send you home. Really? Yeah. You're gonna yeah. get a working visa, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but you can only apply for a working visa. You can't apply for a working visa in England. Yeah. You got to apply to the English embassy from in your country or outside. Yeah. So I roll up when I got out of the air force. This is years earlier. We had a check sheet. I had a um. A government passport, a green one, an official diplomatic passport. Sick. When I got my sheet to get out, you got to hand back your boots and you got to hand back this. And 
Yep. They'd already had a tick next to my passport. Fuck yeah. This passport's at home in my drawer, <laughs> as in at the time. Oh. So I roll into England, into Luton Airport, yep. young 25-year-old. They go, what's your business here? I said, oh, I'm on exchange program with the military. <laughs> 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 That's such a ballsy move. But were you that naive? You're like, oh fuck it, give it a go. Yeah, no. Or, or was she, was she telling you you can't? You're not going to get in. No, oh, everyone told me yeah. that you can't get in. But yeah. I, there's always a way. Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or hide in the back of a truck coming yeah. from Calais. On yeah, the, you know. Yeah, with, fuck. With five Nigerians, yeah. that wasn't an option. Yeah. So, and they let me in. They go, oh, where, when have you got to, you know, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm heading down south. I've got to report to base. I've got two weeks off. <laughs> Had my story straight. Anyway, yeah. boom, they let me in. Without a passport or with, with no, your with, Aussie one? No, with this, a military. So I had my Aussie one yeah. tucked away in my bag. Yeah, yeah. just, just in. But I had this military one. So, so you brought it with you from home? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, you said you left it in your drawer at home. Oh, no, when yeah, when yeah. um when, yeah. when I was ticking the sheet off years prior when yeah. I was getting out of the Air Force, mm. you're meant to hand it in and they – Destroy it. I yeah. still had it. It's still valid. <laughs> so I'm travelling around. It says there's a sticker in – it's green. On the front it says official passport. Sick. And it says the bearer of this passport is travelling on official government business. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. So That's probably highly – That's fucking Willy Wonka golden ticket. <laughs> that yeah, is, it was, yeah. Yes. And it turned out I used it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was gold. I still have it to this day. It's got like Nigerian visas stuck in it. It's got all kinds of things. Fuck. That's good. (laughs) Did you meet any Nigerian princes? Asking for a stack of money for him. Yeah. um, Yeah. That happened to me when I went to England. Um, I was 18 when I decided to go over and it was 2005, I think. 2005, yeah. Just after high school. I only went over with 4,000 bucks in my account. What did you go over to do? Just to live there, man. Because my cousins from England came over here. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll go do that. And yeah. turns out I didn't know my family in England, uh, the equivalent of the fucking love child of Rockingham and Balga where they live. So Ugh. I went there on holiday and it was literally Ross Kemp on did the top 10 worst places in England. And, and, and was mine one. was number three. <laughs> wow. Someone got held down, had their Achilles tendon slit like the week before over an argument. So I've decided to go there for holiday, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And I've got an English mum, but I didn't organise a, a British passport. Yeah. So I had the Aussie one and uh, I had my ticket there and I think I had a return ticket just before Christmas. But luckily I got mum to transfer me a bit of extra money into my account and printed it off. And yep. they were like, how much money do you have? And I had to show them and they said, if you didn't give us this, we would have turned you around, even though I had wow. a yeah, ticket yeah. there and back. It's, it's, it was pretty like intense. Because I was 18, just, just I was like- to stay. Yeah, well, I had the return ticket, but they were like, if you can't afford, because yeah. that equated, if it, my four grand was only going to be like 2,000 pounds. Yeah, like, less. Yeah. Back then, would have been yeah. like 1,600. Because it was like 42 quid. pence or something. Yeah. 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 So, yep. yeah, oh, that, it was smart. pretty scary. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it is. So then- but I said I've got a mate that works for the military. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here on a military exchange yeah. program on yeah, special so you, forces. You get through. So I got through and then, of course, I, I had no idea. So I'm just throwing my resume around. I thought I was going to erect tents or, I don't know, marquees, this festive season. I was yeah. going to do anything. I was there to chase the girl, of course. And yeah. Tent 
about 10 days later, I get an interview to go and fix trains. I'd never fixed a train in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I rock up and there's this woman um, taking nothing away from her. But at that moment, I thought, shit, she must know a thing or two about trains. Yeah. She's going to yeah. interview me. But she basically said, right, I'll go meet the supervisor. Went and met him and he says, where's your, have you got your overalls and your boots? I said, no, no. And he says, oh, well, I'll give you five hours for today and be here at seven o'clock tomorrow. What the fuck? And the rest is history. I got this job that was out of this world. <laughs> what, not doing nothing? Oh, fixing trains. Yeah. 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 Just fixing, fixing parts. Parts. Which he sort so of would have. It's nuts and bolts. Had a general. Yeah. Well, that's when I learned as a, because um, I, I could fix aircraft. Yeah. yeah. But I, you don't know when you're young. Yeah. You know, well, I've trained to do that, but. I've, I'd never done anything else really. Well, I'd fix motorbikes and cars on the farm and stuff, but you just day one, they, it was this young bloke. They, they said, "Oh, you can work with him." His name was Alan, same mm. as mine, and uh, he was from Port Augusta. Okay. And uh, I, I said to him straight, "I said, geez, mate." I said, oh, "I don't know how to fix trains," <laughs> and he just he goes, "Not at all." Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, "Ah, lefty loosey, righty tighty," <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Oh, fuck. So I was there at that depot for uh, quite a while. I was there when the London bombings went off and they brought all the trains oh, wow. into our depot. At, in the, I was on night shift at the uh, still a night and they brought what the What year was in. that? 2004 uh, or five? Five, uh, well, five. It happened just before I went on my trip, yeah. 2004, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, while we're in high school, hey? Just, yeah. just as we finished. Fuck, you You could have called your book Planes, Trains and Automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, <laughs> Trains, Trains and Motorbikes. And motorbikes. Fake passport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So. Is all this part in, in the book? Uh, not really. This is good. It's hard to fit Addendum. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is great. It's hard so to fit you, in. So you trained to fix trains yeah. from a dude from Port Augusta. Yeah. That's and it. And then- Tidy righty, lefty loosey. So anyone out there that's aspiring train technician- Yeah. Fuck a piece of piss. You don't need to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they- Lefty loosey, righty Maybe that's why, man. The, the English transport system has got horrible, yeah. horrible yeah. reputation. <laughs> that's probably yeah, that's why, probably man. Why. Mate, actually yeah. true. Been over there for three days. It was a 38 degree day. 38. Mm. She's in that. I guess over there it's pretty fucking hot. It is yeah. a bit warmer. But yeah, train shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would, the, the track that's because he was working on them, bro. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't run. Yeah. Couldn't run. They were like, nah, it's too hot. It's yeah. too hot. The track's bow. Really? Yeah. And then what when the it's. F- yeah. And then when it's. So do they have to allow, because they d- would the metal be different? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Know <laughs> he's not trained in trains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> not a metallurgist. Hell. <laughs> what do you take? I wonder for? if they, uh, they must have something because they'd have to deal with extreme cold. So yeah. there must be Well metal expands when it's hot and it shrinks when it's cold. So if it expands too much, if there's a if they haven't got enough give, Gap. then you are not so moving anyway. They wouldn't allow for that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But uh that's interesting. That's maybe, right. maybe, here, maybe, just maybe the standard. trains weren't were were gonna be perfect, but you guys just didn't know how to fix them to, right. to run at the proper speed. So like they're meant to be doing eighty or hundred Ks an hour and you're doing them at fifty, sixty. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Fuck. Yeah, righto. So, so how long did you live there doing that? Two and a half years. Yep. So so what I did, I they said to me, oh, we need to see your working visa. I said, oh, yeah, well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the military, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said, I've had my uh, – I said, look, had my bag stolen. They stole my passport. Yeah. So 
soon as I, no, okay, no worries. As soon as you get a new one, bring it in. Mm-hmm. I was in that job for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never ever saw my working. Yeah. So I just left. I, I then had to send my normal passport back to Australia to my sister because I couldn't send it to the embassy because it would have come in a Royal Mail post bag. Mm. So I had to send it to my sister in Victoria. So then she put it in an envelope and addressed it and sent it to Canberra. Wow. I got the working visa Fuck. back to my sister and then she posted it to me in England. Then I just took a weekend trip. So, they were, so you applied for a working visa acting as if you were still in Australia? Correct. Fucking oh, bro. Whilst That's I'm some James Bond shit. That is so good. That's, That's some military James Bond yeah. shit. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then I had, a, I had a limited company set up. All the Aussies and everyone does it. When I was over there, didn't pay an ounce of tax for two and a half years. Happy days. Actually, yep, my uh, everyone does it. Someone allegedly, I won't say his name. Yeah, he did the same thing. Yep, yeah. no tax, just a fuck ton of money. Yep, yeah, fuck it was ton. it was because it was two point uh, whatever it was. Yeah, two point six seven back when I was yeah. there, and I just so. had it was filling my pockets. Was, yeah. That's yeah. how I ended up funding. Yep. the trip because I was one minute I was going away on weekends to Europe, to here, to Iceland, to mm. America, to Cuba. Yep. All over Europe, um, having fun, doing mm. the things, but it's just. Uh, so once you got your visa, though, right? You didn't try leaving no. again on military. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I overstayed at the end by about four months. Oh fuck! So, okay, because I just wanted it wasn't the time to leave. Yeah, I had to wait, mm-hmm. so I just kept working. You could over. It's crazy. And yeah. then England's so, a bit out of control. So what inspired you to leave there and go on a fucking. A, a, what a nine hundred day yeah. bike ride across the globe! I just need a piss. Yeah, all good. Well, it was never going to be uh, nine hundred days. It was just originally I was going to go. All right, I don't want to fly home. <laughs> Everyone did this thing in England. They worked there, and they're just going to. They hopped on a plane. Twenty four mm-hmm. hours later, you're home. Mm-hmm. Done. Bit of an anticlimax. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll ride a motor. A, I love travel. B, yep. I love motorbikes. C, camping comes second nature. As in, I grew up camping a lot. And you're in Europe as well, so like. The landscape when you're driving around and stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember catching a train from Germany to Hungary and oh, I couldn't believe the landscape, yeah. the mountains and stuff. Uh, and I'm like looking out the window going, look at this. And everyone else is just yeah. like, oh, Whereas we can drive from what Adelaide. What are you fucking to talking about? Perth, Adelaide, and it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. It's just flat shit. And that's, what, that's why it stood out to me. I was like, there's fucking mountains with snow on the top and beautiful fields of flowers and all these people on the train just reading their books, not giving a fuck. And yeah. For them, it's just yeah, standard. Yeah. It's, it's just standard just, for them. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, um, but beautiful. Like you get to ride your bikes through all those sorts of. Yeah. So I did it. I I bought the bike that I was going to ride home. I rode it to work and back for a year, mm-hmm. just uh, just as my daily commuter. And I only did one trip over to Europe, just a bit of a, a shakedown. Yep. And then uh, yeah, then left. So we, look, uh, like took the bike somewhere or rode the bike somewhere, or did you put it in a on a through the a channel. boat and then go down South America. I don't know where. Where, where what was the? Uh, so I left. Um, so I was go- oh, home. Home was the the end goal. Yep. So I left England. Originally, I was going to go England. You can go across Europe, yeah. across um, Central right. Asia, Southeast Asia, island hop all your way yeah. to Darwin. Yeah. You can do that in realistically. You can do it in about six months. No yeah. problems. Yeah. If you go really fast or quick, four, five, mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. But. I'd made it to Cairo two and a half years earlier and I had this draw to want to go to Africa. So I thought, right, first goal is I'll go from England to Cape Town and then if I'm still got the energy or whatever, I'll go up the other side of Africa. So I went England to Cape Town, Cape Town to Russia, 
then Russia to Australia. It's a fair Fuck. crack, eh? <laughs> so I spent a year going south and then another year Back. turned around going north and then another six months going so south. So Africa on a bike Surely dangerous as fuck. Fucking well, you, <clears throat> you think that and I, I could list a few things that you think, oh, Jesus, like I got malaria twice, <laughs> got hit by a car, got Dunder I had machine guns held at my head a couple of times. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what else? Few other little things. Well, what? machine guns. What's going on there? Like yeah. just, just. Well, one was a bit my own. You get a bit cheeky. You get a bit. Uh, <laughs> so you, well, you, you, just, yeah. you just rocked up to England with a passport. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you could be pretty cheeky. Well, you arrive in Morocco, and there's now there's kind of more cops, and then you arrive in Senegal, and now there's cops and soldiers, and now you're in Mauritania, and you're getting a bit deeper and deeper, and now there's cops, soldiers, guns, and it's all and. If you landed in downtown Lagos, you'd shit yourself. Mm. You'd go, Jesus Christ. But but you've slowly adapted yeah, to it. being desensitized. And mm. you're getting used to it. And the people, the people are amazing. So now you're going across Nigeria and there are roadblocks every – you'll have your customs roadblock, you'll have your police, you'll have – like this is in the middle of the country. On one stretch of road for about 400 k's, it would have been, I think, 200 roadblocks. <laughs> but then there's roadblocks where you just got guys dressed up in – Camouflage stuff, dragging trees across the road. Yeah. Are mm. they cops? Are they soldiers? Are they wanting to rob you? You yeah, have to yeah. make that decision. But uh, then, so I'd go, I'd go, you'd go through these checkpoints and- you Would just you got, stop or you just went- Some you wouldn't, some you would, and then you'd go through them and they'd be whistling with yeah. their whistle or trying to stop you. And, and on this day, I went through one and he's blowing his whistle and you just kind of give him a wave. Yeah. And then out, out from the bush up the road steps a guy with a- AK-47 aiming at your head telling you and so you're on with the brakes <laughs> turn around and go back and that's when you pull out your uh, Fuck. diplomatic passport and that was the yeah, yeah. yeah. so the, uh, these situations were they trying to br- uh, extort you yeah, yeah. Uh, so every time they'd want some kind of money and because I back. had time and this was all over Africa because I had time I had arguments with cops I had I'd get my – they'd take your passport off you. People would say, why would you give them your passport? It's like, well, you're there. They, you, yeah. They're not going to run off with it, but they want to – they love they, official stuff. They will shoot you in the head. <laughs> yeah, so I'd hand it over, and but then they'd kind of put it in their pocket and they'd go, okay, you give me some money. So then I'd get my stove out and cook a – cook some water and have a cup of tea and, and they'd just look at you and go, because like, everyone be else is in a hurry. Yeah. So they just pay the money. So I didn't pay a single bribe <laughs> in 18 months in Africa. I don't want to you just get your little portable stone. Yeah. <laughs> but I did some radical stuff as well. I changed, you know, one, Mozambique, you, you learn on the way, Mozambique was famous for they'll get you with your international passport, mm. uh, your, your licence. Yeah, yeah, yeah if it's out of date and when you get that you only get it for a year and so then I got my English license and I stuck it with glue really good glue right over the date so that you know trying to show that well that license works in cahoots with this and they'd get it and they'd try and rip it off and they couldn't and they couldn't see the date and they'd get angry so in the end they'd just give it to you and all kinds Where'd you of stick things. it to just, just the booklet the international right right booklet. right right um, and then like in Indonesia they on the ferries I know this sounds crazy but you, I didn't work for eight hundred, essentially nearly three years. Mm. Yeah. So you tr- and I'm living off nothing. When I was crossing the ferries for a one fifty cc, it was you know five dollars or a um, anything over that was maybe fifteen or twenty dollars. And I had a seven fifty, so I've got grey tape. 
I've photoshopped my rego papers. One fifty CC. They'd look at it and go, "This isn't one fifty. And I'd put grey tape over the uh, CCs on the engine so that they couldn't read it. And <laughs> oh my god! Fifty shades of grey tape. You're killing it. So fuck, man. That's. I've got so many questions. Yeah. Um, How are you not making money, paying for fuel? How are you communicating? Like no one would have been speaking English, so mostly as a French, universal. and you get mostly French. So I didn't have a mobile phone, which is probably a good thing because mm. I didn't wasn't using them very well at that. Yeah. Time. <laughs> 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 but I had no I had no electrical stuff. I had a camera which required to charge a battery, and mm. that was it. So no mobile phone, no nothing and i use maps i, I often mm. wonder today how the hell i did it yeah i put google maps on to get here today yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. madness it's madness but yeah so maps i remember doing when i was 18 you get the map for the, whatever the yeah. area was or yeah. you print it off the internet yeah and you fucking hope to god yeah that you're holding it the right way and it's the right map man yeah, yeah. And i love looking at maps it's it's great but so i'd pull up and you're in the middle of nowhere and I'd always ask about three or four people because you'd pull up and you'd say the name of the next town and you'd point and point and point. And if you got two people, because believe it or not, we grow up looking at maps and we know directions. Mm. We know how it works. They don't. Yeah. And it's nothing against them, not at all. It's but they just don't a need different, it, they just know. They just know it's a different concept. They don't know what they're looking at when you're in the deep jungles of yeah, so Gabon or wherever. They, they, a map? And yeah. you can say, where, this is you here? Yeah. They've got no idea, which, yep. again, it's- It's only, a different concept. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd just ask them and then, they'd, you know, if two of them said, yep, yeah, I'd point in that direction, then you're- uh, You head there. Because one would go like that and then you're like, oh, I'll ask another <laughs> one. Because like, there's always someone around. Yeah. But, and and the, other, the other thing was that they'd, they'd look at your bike because there's no big bikes, but they'd look at this thing because you'd- I'd learned that sable is uh, sand. Yeah. In, uh, I probably said it completely wrong. Yeah. There'll be a French critic out there that's going, oh, oh. sable. Sable. <laughs> but, um, you know, and fesh, fesh, and you, it's just deep sand. And, and But they'd look at your bike and get, they'd look at it and think, this thing's a Starship Enterprise. It yeah. can go anywhere. Yeah. And they go, no, no, okay, go, go. And you'd go and five minutes later you're wrestling this, like dragging a dead horse down this bloody sand track. track. Yeah. Fuck. That's nuts, man. But what did you find people would try and exploit you? No. Really? No, 90 not. People are amazing. That's, people are amazing. Do you think that would be different now? D- depends. So cities around the world are mm. non-desirable places mm. um, in third world, second world countries. And I love third world and second world yeah. countries, even first world cities. Mm. I don't know. Mm. So I – you had to go to them to get visas for the next country and the next and the next, and you had to pass through most of them. But out in the – away from the cities, people were just extraordinary. Like mm. You'd go to villages, I'd meet the chief, and you'd say, can I put my tent here to the, for the night? And then he'd clear a spot, or then he'd send off some five-year-old kid for a kilometre walk to bring back a bucket of water on their head so you could have yeah. a wash. And Fuck. they'd all sit and watch you. and Just, uh, just amazing yeah. to, to connect with the people the way you did. Communication was an issue. You couldn't have a good conversation. Yeah. But um, like mainly French, Portuguese, and there are English. There's a half a dozen English-speaking mm. countries in Africa, which was really good as well. But uh, What was the best food you had? 
Well, Africa's not for food yeah. at all, unfortunately, at all. No local delicacies? No. Nah. I ate all kinds of things. Actually, th- come to think of it, have you ever gone to – is there, Af- is African a delicacy, like a cuisine? Thai food is – Hippo, China. what was it called? It used to be down at oh, Hippo yeah. Creek. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, down uh, south. Eritrean food. My mate Yoni is yeah. Eritrean. Well, um, Ethiopian <laughs> yeah. food I quite liked. Yeah. Ethiopian, Eritrean, yeah. it's all the same. Is that what, like – a bit spicy, or is it what's that? Like, yeah, I they don't have really... spices, but roast stewed meat. Yeah, okay. Not roast mm. stewed, boiled stewed meat, and yeah, okay. breads. And a lot, lot of French influence is always bread, fresh yeah. bread, fresh baked bread on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. You drink a lot of piss, or not really? No. So sober. that was another uh, another thing. You know, if you had, if you spent 10 bucks a day on beer, or, you know, mm. more for, or less for, Two and a half years, it's a whole other budget. Yeah. So it was kind of few and far between. And yeah, and I camped in the jungles, the bush, that you couldn't keep it cold. Yeah. yeah. What about your malaria? How long does that last and and is it probably a, does it affect you later in life as well? They say it does, but you never get rid of it. But so I had it twice. Both <clears throat> once was in Angola. It lasted about three or four days mm. and knocks your shit out of you. Mm. Absolutely destroys you. But um I got going, you end up losing loads of weight, out of energy. It's just like a bloody – So World Vision is just exaggerating, eh? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Gates is wasting yeah. his money. I've yeah. had uh, well, dengue fever. I don't know. I've cl- probably nowhere near as bad as malaria, but um, – I would imagine it's – It fucking knocked, yeah. knocked me for six. Yeah, oh, you feel like you've been bloody run over by a truck. Yeah. Yes, bloody. Got just, that in fucking – in Thailand. Was, mm. ugh, yeah, right. Fucking brutal. Like, and then I, I did – once or twice after the first episode, you could feel like your lower back started to ache and yeah. only for a few hours, mm. like that, that same sensation. So maybe it was in your system for mm. a little bit, but then I got it again in Ethiopia and it lasted about two or three days and mm. went oh. away and rest is history. Sure. Yeah, okay. So then, uh, so you say you have to, It's there's probably a bit of planning though. It's not, there is, it, it is, it is. Sorry, it is and it isn't, I guess, a bit of planning because if you're getting visas to go to the next country. Well, that's the problem. Some visas you get start today. Yeah. Some visas you've got three months to enter. So I couldn't get any visas in the UK because mm. you just don't know your timeline. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, logistically, that was the big problem. You'd get somewhere and you go, right, shit, well, there's, there's two countries' embassies here. Maybe I should get them here. Do I get them and how long am I going to be and – you just didn't know, so because if you're enjoying somewhere, you want to stay a bit longer as well. Yeah, eh? That's exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty I got of to that, some isn't places it? that you'd stay two or three days. I remember a place in Senegal called Saint Louis, the Zebra Bar. It was a beach campsite, mm. and, and mm. it was nice to have a few little luxuries. Campsite, not like Australia, but a campsite. Yeah, fenced off and just nice, quiet. They did meals, cold cans of coke or bottles, bottles of coke. It was just nice. Yeah, yeah. maintenance right. on the bike. No and, lines of coke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love in Africa. Know that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think one day, two days, next minute you're there six or seven days, just mm. relaxing, not wanting to move. But uh, There would be moments in Taiwan just like, fuck, like, well, what am I doing? I'm just like, – I'm. I don't have to be anywhere right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a funny one because you always had a destination and over time when you're travelling like that, sometimes you'd go – it would build up and up and up. You'd start thinking about because you're meeting people that are mm. – especially when you're meeting foreigners that might have a job or they're doing this or they're doing that. And then th- those thoughts would creep into your head. 
you go, geez, I wouldn't, maybe I should stop and go get a job. Mm. Then you'd go, and these thought process would go over a couple of months. And then mm. you'd go, what am I, what do I want a job for to make money? What do I want money for to do keep what going, I want to do? Keep going further, yeah. Yeah. And what am I doing? I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah. then all of a sudden you'd come back to reality and you'd go another six or so. That probably crept in. That circle come around maybe two or three times. In but you meet wicked years. people travelling as oh. well, hey? When I backpacked for the first time at 18, uh, staying at Backpackers, it was a fucking absolute mind-opening experience. It's the best, hey? And there's other people like you. I went by myself as well. Yeah. And you just meet and you become like best friends well, I've that taken, night, you know? I've taken now, so out of the thousands that I met and then out of the hundreds of good ones, and now I've still got, I've got one, two, three, probably four. Yeah. Four amazing friends that we keep in touch with Wow! today from Greece, Italy, Belgium. It's just fleeting Holland. moments yeah. in, in time, like the meeting someone sometimes. Sometimes you hold on to them for yeah, and but sometimes right. it's just like that was the experience I had with them for two days yeah, yeah. and I'll never and that's see it. them again. No, yeah. exactly. And that almost is more nostalgic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's more like – Because you see the best version of that person yeah. and you don't wait to see them become a cunt. Yeah, well, you <laughs> like, yeah, well, you only yeah. you have that – and, mate, that's – Or they that could be a fucking loser, but for that time, you're like, this guy's a, a legend. Or like. if it's a woman, you don't try and get into a pair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that Forces happens with a lot of things. Yeah. Even like girls and stuff, for example, yeah. like that I've met um, years later after I've, I've, I've been with them or hooked up with them back in the day and then you're like, oh, that – they don't have – it's not that romanticised memory that I have of them back yeah. then. It's, it just creates that nice little – It does. Just being able to just leave and, like, that was a nice memory. Yeah, I've got a few of them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> – yeah. But you'd have so many uh, – so how long was um, – sorry, I forgot the name of the, the girl. Amy. How long was she on this trip So she did for? the first uh, – oh, how long were we together? Oh, and how long was she on this trip? Oh, so she rode from London to Cape Town. Never ridden a motorbike before. Fuck. Yeah, right. She developed in the most amazing – Dirt bike rider. Yeah. you had to ride. Across the Sahara Desert, she did everything. So to go from London to Cape Town, it's down through Europe. Yep. So Europe and you cross from Morocco. You can see- You went on your motorbike through the Sahara. Yep. Is that dumb? No. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the Sahara Desert a desert where there's nothing? (laughs) Yeah. No. Like, uh, if you take a wrong turn, you're you're dead. Yeah. Well, that's what I loved with the whole – you had to have all your own fuel, your water. There was risk. There was mm. massive risk. And and that was the sense of achievement. Was there sealed road through the desert? Oh, shit, no. So what are you doing? You're going through sand? Yeah, sand. And just hoping, hoping. that your map is fucking right and the desert hasn't changed? Exactly. I did have like a, a, a GPS, not like what we look at Google Maps. Yeah. It was just a – and I had coordinates which helped and mm-hmm. – yeah, you just went and you made your own. Sometimes you made your own. I remember ending up right in the Algerian border on such. We're on this salt pan that was it went forever, and I was you could do you could do a hundred kilometres an hour, and I'd sit. You'd, it was so flat and so long. You'd sit there and see how long you can close your eyes for. <laughs> 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 just going along, and then you'd, you'd open it up and. Oh, still still nothing. Yeah, still, still nothing forever. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Fucking hell! Yeah, way out in the middle of. That seems just – That scares fruit. me, though. It's Yeah, but that's Because if something goes wrong, you are salt. Yeah, but that sort of unpredictability is sort of, I think, what makes – The adventure. Yeah. It, it was mm. just the, the unknown. Yeah. Loved it. The un- unpredictability is always the scariest thing, but it's always, in hindsight, the best thing. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I yeah. liked I liked not knowing how long I was going to stay in a place or where I was going to go next. I would depend on who I met. 
yeah, and if yeah. they were cool, I'd be like, oh, I'll fucking, I'll go with you to this yeah. next place. Or if they'll fucking losers. Like, I remember I went to Prague. I was in Prague and in a backpackers, and I met some Aussies. And straight away, I was like, yeah. these cunts are fucking. Yeah. They're flogs, man. They started getting pissed and then started acting like dicks. I was like, like uh, every Aussie on yeah. fucking yeah. Bailed them. Went out with some like French and I've German dudes. <laughs> and when we came back, it's like, where are those blokes? Like, oh, they're in jail. I was like, why? They they were jumping from car roof to car roof, just damaging cars. Damaging, man. yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna hang out with these cars yeah, anymore. Yeah. So, but. see, there's there's it like there are there are some good Australian travellers. Oh, definitely. And mm. I've been a fuck the, the stereotypical Aussie fuckhead loud traveller before. I never did shit like that. I never damaged. Mm. I was never no. disrespectful as well as dis, uh, as much as I can remember anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like running naked down a street might yeah. might be considered disrespectful, disrespectful but yeah. at the same time it's a bit of fun. I'd be doing it in the party capital of fucking Thailand. So it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. it's a bit different. Yeah. But still like that we yeah. They, we live and just learn. a little bit more abundance. respectful if you shot some ping pongs out your ass. You know? <laughs> but the abundance just, of just, just some local culture. But the abundance of dicks that you meet on when you're traveling are Australians. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, they are. Yeah, I yeah. imagine though where you were them. going, there wouldn't have been. No, that doesn't attract the dickhead kind of traveler. Well, it's not exactly. Yeah, all, everyone there. We've all got that one thing in common. You've yeah. taken that next step, yeah. next level to mm. seek out. Some serious adventure and a challenge and malaria. And, yeah. What makes yeah. you want to do that? Maggots growing. What, what, in your like, what was the reason? Which <laughs> <laughs> is in the book. That means I'm, you've gone from on maggot ass to literally uh, on maggot yeah. ass. What a maggot growing my ass. Fuck. That's a what? Is that the bot, bot fly? Yeah, yeah Tumbi fly. Really? Yeah, so it's it's laid one in you. Thing. Yeah, laid one in me. Fuck. And what I just incubated what? it and carried it across two countries? Oh, you're a father yeah. <laughs> and a mother. And what it just fucking crawls out. Well, I, I didn't know. I thought it was a pimple or a boil. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I did my – I was in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. Because you're on a bike for so long, I guess. And I did my washing and they come along, lay their eggs in your wet clothes. Mm. And because I thought – they weren't dry and I thought I'll just rip the jocks on and uh, they'll dry in yeah next half hour when I'm on the bike. Uh. And that it hatches or whatever and burrows yeah. into your skin and incubates or does its thing. But I thought it started off really tiny. Yeah. And then it got bigger and I thought, shit, this this must be what a boil is. I've yeah. never had a boil in my life. Yeah. And I'm squeezing this thing in the middle of the jungle in Tanzania. <sighs> and I couldn't quite see it. It was far enough around <laughs> that you just couldn't. Couldn't quite see it. So I'm now <laughs> and I'd screw the mirror off me uh, motorbike sometimes and try and get a good look at it. But I was squeezing it. Now I had this big black ring. Oh, and what about the chair. maggot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. And uh, bloody, I eventually got to Burundi, and the country was in a curfew. You had to get off the streets, and this priest took me in. I was oh, in the middle. that's always a, a while. How old were you again? <laughs> <laughs> I heard priests and black rings are, uh, are a perfect and match. He had, um, yeah, I was looking at my map and he's pulled up in his car. He says, you need to, where are you staying? I said, oh, I don't know. You always, <laughs> you always acted a little bit, until you sussed the person out. Yeah, so I was yeah. in a, you always just, you didn't just yeah, yeah, yeah. spill your, yeah, what, everything, you know, everything straight away. Was there a military thing happening for the curfew? Was it just? Yeah, I, I forget what it was, but there was some, Guerrilla activity, some violence going on, and you had to get off the streets by a certain hour, and yep. they were enforcing it. So, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So, um, he said, "Well, you can come stay with myself and my wife, and 
Snow. All the priests had a wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. thank God. Literally. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So it was at this point, now I'm in a room and he's got a mirror. So I've down trowed and I'm here looking at my own ass. I've got this big black ring <laughs> around this big white lump. And uh, so I, here I am bloody thinking, oh. So I got my Leatherman out and uh, just kind of tried to scrape the top of it off. Mm. Yeah. It was white, big and white. Yeah, and so it, just thinking it's a bit of pus. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then I scrape. I squeezed hell out of it and I got water in my eyes and next one, pop, I wipe my finger across it and there on the end of my figure, finger is this maggot wriggling around. <sighs> so I put it I put it on the how bench. Big, how big? Oh, uh, not not too big, I'd say. It's big enough. Yeah, maybe five mil. Yeah. yeah. Big enough. So I've put it on the bench and I've gone to grab my camera and I wanted to take a photo of it. The bloody thing. Wiggled off and must have wiggled under the. Oh wall. no! So I never got a photo of this. Then <laughs> the priest, <laughs> the priest has got yeah. fucking. It's like uh, the Exorcist all over again. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The power of Christ <laughs> compels you. <laughs> leave. Demon. I command thee, leave thy body. Demon. Demon. Demon be God. Oh, Fuck. Fucking white devil. Hope, white well, devil maybe, leave. Maybe it, yeah, maybe it died because you got it out prematurely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like if you, if you dug it out. Had, a, had a waited. But what they so – Because they get their wings and they fucking fuck off out of you. So now I'm telling people, other travellers about this, mm. and they go, oh, yeah, no, that's simple. You just get a, um, oh. a cap of oil or – Water or whatever, and you just put it over it, oh. and it can't breathe. So it just comes, <laughs> it just comes out. out. Yeah. So I, I spent a week squeezing hell out of my ass, which I couldn't see. <laughs> so yeah, another. So lesson. just a cap, and just like basically yeah, you just, just hold it over it for, for, for an extended period of time. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the time limit was, but, but a few minutes or whatever mm, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. It basically comes because it would works. breathe through your skin. Yeah, it wants yeah. to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I could feel it. When I'm riding along, it was in my right cheek, and I could feel it moving at yeah. the time. So I'd hit it. <laughs> just, I don't know why I'd Settle hit down, it. Settle down, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it a pat. Yeah. And, uh, hey, and, it, and it would- Chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it seemed to stop. <laughs> You're just knocking it out every fucking- <laughs> The maggot's just like, what's going on, bro? But I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some people might think, oh, God- you fucking filthy. Yeah. So Cape Town wasn't dangerous. What was the race? Well, the racism was pretty bad. And I would say that was the violence, the worst. As mm. in, for me, it was fine. I had no bad experiences, but everybody you speak to, it was either they'd had an experience, their sister, their mother, their father, their cousin, their mm. friend. Everyone. Someone had been shot. Someone shot, had been macheted. Yeah, bloody something really serious. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But so I'd, I'd camp in the bush throughout. South and so they like, knew you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing throughout Africa. They, I guess, if you were in a car doing it, they want to see what's in your car. Mm. Whereas I was on a bike, they could see me. Yeah, I was grubby. I was dirty. I was probably stunk. Had a maggot yeah. in your ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's carrying maggots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. They never, and the bike itself, they. Wouldn't know how to ride it, let alone start it. Yeah, they okay. swing their leg over it. So it was never a, never a. I, one night I was in Tanzania again, and it was. Busy. I heard Tanzania is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Is all that, of Africa's? Is amazing. that where uh, Mount Kilimanjaro is? Yep. yep. Yeah. So I didn't go there. There's some big ticket items that you just can't go and do. Every I, I climb Mount Cameroon on the other side of the country. So mm-hmm. I think, well, there's my 
my mountain. Mm. Went to a few parks. Yep. Because you can't go to parks on a motorbike. So Clearly. I paid to go into them. I did go through one on a motorbike, Queen Elizabeth in Uganda, and got a cup, got a, got a flat tire or something. And here I am Shit. taking a photo of some lions sitting in the tree. Oh, fuck. thinking bloody hell! Oh, fuck. So that was a bit exciting. <laughs> fuck. Flat <laughs> <laughs> tire through but, a fucking safari park. Yeah, yeah. But would, um, would you, but you'd still be able to fuck off from a lion, or you you gone if they decide to? Oh no, I reckon. Yeah, you'd on a flatty. Outrun it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'd yeah. outrun it. Famous yeah, last yeah, words. You mean on the bike or? Yeah, on the bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was pretty quick back at two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your, um, How did you repair a flat tyre with nothing or did you have? No, I had everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, geez, I had flat tyres. In, the, in, the, in my book, people go, God, you had a lot of flat tyres, which mm. I did. Just yeah, enough with the flat tyres. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so up from Africa, back through – Russia. Yeah, so I crossed out of uh, Africa in across to Yemen. Now, that was something else. Yeah, Yemen. right. Oh, wow. Back, just a- ancient, like, back, stuck a- back. Just, in so they carry, mo- they carry machine guns like we carry mobile phones. Mm. Anything from a six-year-old to an 80-year-old. Wow. They all carry a, a rifle, a shotgun, a machine gun, anything. Putting the men in Yemen. Yeah. And you're going through at a time. So I just arrived. I teamed up at this stage with a Canadian guy and a – German guy that I've met in uh, Ethiopia and J- Djibouti, mm. waiting, getting a visa. Had a maggot in Djibouti too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I um, <laughs> we we went across together and we just got there and there was some Belgian tourists. It's tourist people do not go there. We were the only ones, but they'd just been they 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 parked their cars. The Al Qaeda. Guys, this is where Bin Laden's, the Wadi Hadramat region. Oh, really? And they okay. park their cars and they put the bonnets up. And then if a convoy of people, tourists, whatever, comes through, they let one car through and then they step out from beyond and they just riddle them full of uh, bullets. And what, of, of, of a convoy of just tourists? Yeah, or, yeah. Of, of anyone, everything. Cops. So it's something like a couple of hundred police are killed every year. It's amazing. So we just got there and we've rolled in. And next minute we're in the newspaper because the Minister of Tourism's interviewing us because we were the only tourists in the country at the time. <laughs> Travellers. <laughs> and then now we're getting – so you can imagine each city – Is this after 9-11? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you can imagine each city's basically fenced off and you get to the perimeter of it and then we'd, I'd have, we'd have to wait. Yeah. And they'd, 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 they'd give you an escort. Oh, the cops, military, soldiers, whatever. Fuck yeah, that sounds like my they'd fantasy. Take you, <laughs> they'd take you out, then they'd ring the next town, and then they'd someone send out, and at the halfway point, they'd hand us over. We had one stage, we had a Toyota Land Cruiser with a guy out the back of it with a 50 cal anti aircraft machine gun. Is that because you were the only tourist in this and they wanted to make sure you were looked after? Exactly. Wow. But they oh were attracting God. so much attention. They'd be on the loudspeaker going through cra- crowds of people over the road, like hundreds of people. Yeah. And they'd be on the loudspeaker in Arabic saying, make way, we got tourists coming through. <laughs> Bullshit. They were going, look at these Western yeah. pigs. <laughs> look at this white <laughs> devil. We'd yeah. kill them. We'd kill. We'd kill them if we could. <laughs> But uh, guys, to we're, the, we're the only ones here, so we can't say it was a mistake. Fuck, <laughs> mate, they, that would be yeah, it was it, intense, it was beautiful, hey? but it was intense. Mm. And they all chew this thing called cat. Yes, 
I love chewing puss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's like that, it's like that cocaine yeah. shit. Yeah. So come the middle of the day, they're all as high as hell. And I remember. So what? Did, what's cat like? What, it's a leaf. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a leaf, and it, it's like the coca leaf, sort of. Of the it gives you the same sensation, mm. apparently. Yeah. Did so. you, you didn't try any? No, I didn't. Fuck, I would have got right yeah. around. It, <laughs> apparently, well, one of the guys I was with, he did in Ethiopia or something. He said it was disgusting. Yeah, okay. It's an acquired taste, okay. of course. Yeah, but, yeah so, but so come afternoon, is anything all, really nice? Like Carver, for example, tasted like dirt. Yeah. Pretty cool though. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know a few good things. Uh, yeah. So yeah. afternoon, they're all smacked out. Yeah, they're all bloody wasted. And I'd get to border crossings, and I didn't have the right no shit. I had didn't have the right, <laughs> the right <laughs> documents for the motorbike, and you'd go up. And sometimes, and I'd always cross, especially um, from Ethiopia to Djibouti, because everyone's going. You won't get in Djibouti. You haven't got the right paperwork for your motorbike. I got there. And they're looking at this Kenyan temporary import permit with a few stamps on it. And they, I felt like a Jedi Knight. <laughs> Just like, you will let me pass. <laughs> they go, what is this? I said, that is mine. It'll work. It's from Australia. <laughs> oh, okay. It's from Australia. <laughs> What does it mean? Doesn't matter. It's right. Okay, it's right. They just nod and they're all wasted. Next minute they're stamping it <laughs> and letting me in their country. It reminds me of Austin Powers. Yeah. Orange Sherbert. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, and this is in broken English and yeah, French and French, bit yeah. of French, bit of this, bit of that. Yeah. And just uh, oh, it was unbelievable. What, what's your booty like? What's your booty like? But what is your booty full like? of maggots? So yeah. it's fun. It's a good question in the sense that it's the biggest shithole. <laughs> booty is the biggest shithole that I've been to. <laughs> yeah, it, right. But it's where I draw a lot of stories from. Yeah, looking yeah. back on it. So we roll in. And we, it's expensive as hell because the French army are there. Mm. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like what you see when you're watching a Somalian movie. It's okay. exactly like wow. that. It's right next to Somalia. Mm-hmm. Same condition, same everything. So we roll in and there's nowhere to stay. There's no – it's not like here or whatever. There's, so we'd got a tip off that the you could go to the British embassy and ask the guy there if you can – put a tent up in his ground. So yeah. we go there. It's run by a French guy, Alian. And his wife took pity on us and he had this – he had the embassy house and his house and this massive swimming pool all in a fenced-off guarded compound. And they've let us stay in the guest house. So here we are staying at the – it's the British slash wow. um, <laughs> French embassy. Your illegal aliens. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling us stories how he was taken by pirates, the Somalian pirates and all these great stories. And then they had to go away and we – so we were stuck there waiting for a Yemeni visa. They ran out of stickers. So we'd go every day. And no, no stickers, no stickers, no stickers. And in the end, they kicked us out. Now we're going to an internet cafe every day, just killing time, updating yeah. blogs. So they took pity on us and let us stay at the back of the internet cafe. And, Fuck. and then we went out a couple of times to a karaoke bar, things like this that you just don't do. And you're, you're in Djibouti, <laughs> bloody going wild, having beers that you haven't had for forever. And, <laughs> Riding what? around on your motorbike with no helmet on and just kind of going for it. Like you're thinking where you are. You think, wow, look where I am. Look yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it, and then eventually. And you'd stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. You? Yeah. You had to be careful, as in they would watch us. Um, people mm. would watch us. We'd get around. And But did you ever feel like contempt, despise of like people looking at you going, you fucking. 
nah, what are you doing here? Nah, not yeah. really. Most people were welcoming and uh, quite good. Well, considering the, the way you were getting guns. around as well. Scare me. You weren't, yeah. You weren't getting around like a, you know. In a shiny yeah. Mercedes or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We were uh, fucking on a bike. Yeah, roughing it. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Mm. Jeez, I've got a good story about yeah, Uganda. Well. I met this lady. Anyway, <laughs> um, they, they wouldn't give us. Um, we couldn't get this sticker. So in the end, we're com- we're now. You you couldn't do it here, but now you you get you, you're starting to get angry with these people. But not angry in a bad way. But you're like, where's the visa? You said yeah. we've been here ten days now. We're waiting, waiting. We go. We demand to see the diplomat. So next minute, okay, okay. They felt really bad. They're taking us into town with the two help. We called them Tom and Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the back of the motorbike. We're into the diplomat. He knew we were coming. I go into the place first. Why they went back to get more people or whatever. And here's the diplomat sitting cross-legged on the floor, just had a shave. He's cut himself about four times. He's got tissue all over his face. <laughs> he's in a row. It's like Homer Simpson. And he's watching TV, watching Gilligan's Island in Arabic, and I'm sitting cross-legged next to the Yemenese <laughs> diplomat. He's <laughs> going, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then they put on this massive spread, and we ate, and then he declared that, okay, you will get your visa. I give you business visa. So... <laughs> Now we've got a business visa to go and work in Yemen. Was it a sticker or what yeah, was it? Yeah, so work, instead of the, the travel red sticker, it was a, a green business one. And wow. So did you decide to work while you were no. there? <laughs> what, like freedom, yeah. freedom fighter? Yeah, you yeah, killed yeah, a few yeah, whiteys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did a few beheadings for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they've been beheading people up until not long ago. Fuck. Still in Yemen, public execution. Was, that, so yeah. was this a thing that you were worried about? No. Like no. no, just <laughs> – no. The people were – so here's, here's the cops in Yemen. They would take us to a service station and insist because fuel there was four cents a litre. Wow. Because state-owned. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we could have done it here, but no. Yeah. State-owned fuel, Nigeria, 10 cents a litre, Iran, 10 cents a litre, because it's all state-owned. There's one fuel company in the whole country yeah. owned by the government. Fuel's nothing. Four Fuck. cents. They'd fill our bikes. Fill every, I'd get my little jerry cans out and fill everything to the brim. Yeah. Four cents a litre. Should have filled more and sent it home. <laughs> you would have been You're able to retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 hosp- the hospitality, especially of the Islamic people, actually, Iranians, yeah. is out of this well, world. The Quran is all about caring for your fellow man. It's yeah. like... It's not a bad – they're not a bad – No, 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 they're not. It's, it's just it's been radicalised by Western their, media. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and I do talks to different groups and I do say that. I said everything we see is the media. Yeah. It's the media jades us with our views. Yeah, yeah. It's all and bullshit. It is all crap. Because yeah. if yeah. you think about any Muslim that you know that follows Islamic religion, they're all good dudes, good yeah. chicks yeah. that care about – they're just people, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so. keep hearing about the abusiveness, but – yeah. I don't it's see it with the people I know that are in within that re- those religions. Mm. But so. that's all I, I can only go off what I know. But yeah, or what the media portrays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the media. It's yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So you would have seen firsthand the results of some of what America did to the countries, or no? Uh, not in Yemen. No. No. Um, it's all right. America aren't listening. You can. Yeah. See <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, nothing at all. No yeah. war crimes. Any? Any like? Not, gnarly shit, like. Nah, not no. there. 
Nothing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not there. Not well. Not anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Not. Uh, yeah. Did you have got, to go to any hospitals or anything over there where, where it was fucked, or you, apart from malaria, you're all good? Yeah. Well, I didn't end up in the hospital. I yeah. just once was at a police station. The other one was a hotel. I went to get the test, and they said that I'd got malaria. Just go and write Rest, it down. Yeah. 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 Um, ended up in a hospital in the Gambia, and mm. then I'm going in. It's crook as hell, and there's, they've got all these coffins lined up outside, and they're Fuck. loading bodies into it. Jeez. They took me to With hospital what? in a Toyota Land Cruiser, and the roads were that bad because I was really bad. Yeah, um, I was staying at a campground. We hit these potholes. I went from the floor and hit the roof <laughs> in, in this troop carrier. <laughs> it's and like then, when Homer jumps the cliff and they bring him up in the, in the ambulance. <laughs> and then halfway there, they pull over into a servo and go, hey, you got to pay for the fuel. Half <laughs> <laughs> dead blokes got to pay yeah, for your money. Bloody hell. Fuck. That's them now. Mm. So what were you in the cop shop for? So, again, pulled into this town called um, uh, whatever it was called, <laughs> Michaela de Zombo, wow. just across the, the um, Congo border, and I was really sick. And I just kind of pulled up near the cop shop, and they could see that I was sick. Mm. And they uh, come over and said, they, they basically said, said, oh, you've got malaria. <laughs> And, it's uh, not AIDS though, is it? It's not full blown. So they, <laughs> can only catch that once. Oh. So then they, uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? Catch malaria? <laughs> One of our stand-up mates, Wolfie, who's on the potty, is like, com- people complain about first world problems. Like that's a first world problem. He goes, I live in the first world. What do you want to do? Pretend I've got malaria? <laughs> <laughs> and you've just gone. Yeah, the cops have said you got malaria. Yeah. 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 So then, uh, yeah, they just said we. Bring your bike over into their compound mm. and, uh, you know, they make you feel at home. And yeah. they let me stay on their veranda, so I put my bed That's out. That's because you're white, mate. Exactly. <laughs> they, got all the, they got all the crims out of the uh, cells. What? Made them, made them weed the garden and clean the, and sweep the dirt up, as in sweep Jeez. the dirt off the dirt, clean it all up. Yeah. And then there was, a, um, there was an Italian doctor, like an NGO or whatever. That was my uncle, I think. In town. <laughs> And she, she. Oh, shit. No, that was a he. She was just really hairy. <laughs> and she come over and we had a bit of a chat and she goes, look, you'll have, you can come for a test, but you'll have malaria. And I bought the, the pills, not the, so the Western world believes in preventative, but yeah. over in Africa, it's pointless. So when I was way back in Senegal, I bought the course of treatment. Was it Invermectin? Ah, uh, I forget what it was called. Yeah, yeah. but I, it's I three days, two pills a day yeah. for three or four days. And she just said, I told her I had them. She goes, yep, start taking them and good luck. She goes, I'll come check on you every day. So I just camped on the police veranda for uh, three days and in and out of lucid dreams and rats. Fuck. I was laying there in a sweat and a coma one night and the rats coming out. So oh. I put the food by my head and they'd come out and try oh, shit. eat the food out of my bag and I'm fighting with the rats. And, oh. oh, bloody hell. You got malaria. So if you had malaria and I was here in Scarborough in my nice one-bedroom apartment yeah. with a hot shower and a king-size bed and a mm. fridge, You'd be- probably wouldn't be too bad. Mm. Yeah. But when you're on a veranda in Angola with rats <laughs> trying <laughs> fighting your food for the rats <laughs> and <laughs> hot and the toilet out the back was oh. – oh. Not good. Yeah, that was – Having a shit over there would be 
pretty fucked. Yeah. Trying to find privacy to have a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was the big one. Wow. Bloody – because there's people. Yeah, what do you do in the – I guess in the desert, you just fucking – Yeah. Have a shit. You got a roll of toilet paper, I guess. Yeah, you just shit wherever you have to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, and toilet paper and away you go. You had um, a rat, rat in jail. There's two different kind of rats in jail. Yeah. So you worked your way through up through the Middle East. Yeah. So then uh, uh, the Arabian Peninsula, Yemen, Oman, UAE, had my motorbike stolen in Dubai. Oh, of course, like so. The first sort of like I guess first worldish yeah. place you go to motorbike stolen. Wow, oh, unbelievable. Which opened up a lot of doors. Actually, that leads on to a few other things. I. So I was stuck there now four months and I met a lot of the – trying to solve the issue. I met a lot of expats there, full of expats, of course. Yeah. Mainly Brits and South Africans. Another no-tax place as well. Yeah. Mm. Cheap fuel, mm. all the toys. Yeah. So then – so I'm solving the issue and also now they're all into motorbikes because I was put on the front page of the Gulf News and – Big thing. I was on the TV, the radio, oh, all this stuff. As a celebrity from Yemen or as a new, <laughs> as a new guy that's come up? and As a groundbreaking <laughs> maggot farmer. <laughs> Breaking new ground. Horticulture. <laughs> yeah. so but then, because you were you had your thing stolen, they, they put you on the on – the Well, I'm going to do a, a new a, a story on me anyway – Countries. I was in. I was on TV in Nigeria. I was in the newspaper. Because of the trip, that you'd been yeah. Gone. People would see you. They'd yeah. just wow. see you and you're approach the, you. You're say, the guy that's on the motorbike. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and you'd tell them, and next minute you're on TV. Or so I knew a reporter. Look at this crazy white man. <laughs> 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 he has no fuel. He should have died six months ago. Every country that he goes through. He's a zombie. That accent pretty good. Yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> the zombie is coming through. Six months ago. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're like a mini celeb through Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. <laughs> yeah. You got so, me with that. That's good. So oh, the, sorry. The, so, yeah, so I, I was um, – I got to know people and – now I'm, I'm riding in the desert and they um, – this was where the, my next dream was kind of come to fruition or started to be mm. born. I had always wanted to uh, race motorbikes and the Dakar Rally was always something that I dr- only ever dreamed of mm. as a kid. And I'd never raced motorbikes. And they have a World FIM International Round there which has all your your Toby Prices and Sam Sunderland. These are the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are your Lewis Hamiltons of rally riding. So – they had a second-hand bike there, which I bought on my credit card, and the idea was wherever I was on my trip in six months' time, I would fly back and compete in this world event, mm. a five-day desert race. With no in, training? With no training. Hey, Branchy. Oh. <laughs> That's what he did with his 80K, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just got to, you know, just get dive it done. in. Yeah. Uh, so that, this is the ones where you, you – you're literally just going through deserts and fucking yeah uh, yeah yeah. So yeah. anything from that's about three thousand k's that race yeah, right? and the Dakar was nine thousand k's. Wow, five days. So so I kept going and I ended up in Thailand mm-hmm. and then the race and I flew over three days before the race. My bike two flat tires covered in spider webs. I got it prepped and not now I'm doing this race against my heroes, mm. post pin up people, poster <laughs> guys, Mark Coma, Cyril Dupre, these guys. Francisco Lopez, they're just full, full 
you know, Red Bull-sponsored heroes of mine. Yeah. I come second in the world. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> On a second-hand bike? <laughs> How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> they're sponsored by Red Bull. You're sponsored by White yeah. Maggot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're all saying – some of the guys, Simon Pavey's a famous Aussie guy that does it, and he was a part of my team. Yeah. And he's – I said, what do I do, Simon? He says, ah, you'll be right. Just, you know, don't go too hard. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's a long race. It takes four or five rallies to get the hang of this. Yeah. Righto, champ. See you at the end. <laughs> yeah, so I set off and day one I just kind of felt felt good, come in, just kind of took it easy. I thought, well, I'll go harder tomorrow. I went a bit harder. And then by day three I thought, well, I feel great. So I just went as hard as I could. Yeah. What, what, what's the challenge though? Because I'm completely foreign to this. Oh, like it, riding a motorbike so through. Is it because it's just desert and you – like it's taxing well, you've got to you? navigate. Yeah. Got to, so it's like texting at 140 kilometres an hour. Yeah, but you've done that all through Africa with no maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're already yeah, acclimatised and you're a local by and now. And I've been wrestling at – 250, 300 kilo bike. Yeah. Now I'm on 110 kilos. Yeah, yeah right. So the whole thing. And and my brain and everything, it's a it's a much of a brain race. Yeah, your perspective was race. so much, you, you, yeah. you, you got used to something so and much hardships. harder. And hardships. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for them, they're, they're just once a year going over. Well, they do, yeah, that's it. They do rounds. They do. Yeah. That's what they do. But you've been living it. That's right. So it's. And, and I had nothing to. Yeah. I don't know, I just had a go. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave it well, a so go. So you're just flying day three, yeah, just, putting gaps on people? Yeah, just Fuck. going, going. This is, And, of course, some of the top guys go out. It, I was 10th overall, but I was second in my class because all the guys were on 690s. I was on a measly 450. How did you know your bike was going to last, bro? Like you've just flown back two days before yeah. and you're hoping you haven't been sold a lemon off Gumtree. I, I didn't. And that's what the race <laughs> – these races are all about, looking after you – and looking after the bike. <laughs> yeah. How much spare parts did you buy and bring? None. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you're the branchy of motorbikes, man. You just rock up and do it. Yeah. Fuck, and they would be fucking hating on you. Like, yeah. look at this dumb cunt. He's just come from from nowhere. And some of them were. <laughs> they're, they're trying to act like they're like, oh, well done. They're like, yeah. I've been training my whole fucking life I for had. this. And they're all telling me, giving me advice. <laughs> oh, you know, it's tough. <laughs> uh, and you're like, no, I'm just fucking riding a bike yeah. to the desert can. Just fuck off. <laughs> they gave me a trophy at the end that was that big. They gave me $500 prize money. I think oh. it cost me $600 to send it home. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, oh, fuck. When you are starting to sort of put a gap on people, are there still people around you so you can see or you're like, no. So no you start it, as you go, you start the next day where you finish the day before. Yeah. So after one or two days, you're kind of in your groove now. Yeah. And Do you camp? Like what like No, no, so it's you there's a big camp where all the trucks are and the mechanics and everything. I jo- I yep. paid for the team. Yep. The KDM team. So I and I was on a Honda. Was yeah. a Honda team. So that's yeah. kind of cool. KDM. And yeah. um I I rode you'd you'd race, do this big race all day through the desert and you'd come back to the camp and then the mechanic would fix your bike, you'd sleep, you'd look after yourself and then you'd go again the next day. And what, what sort of uh, nutrition and salts and waters were you planning and prepping on? 
You didn't, yeah, you, just, didn't you didn't nah. get on a podcast with any experts? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, just I just at water. least asked someone, <laughs> said, what should I fucking eat while I'm yeah. running? <laughs> what should I drink? You just fucking rocked up on a bike for 3,000 kilometres in the middle of fucking United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Just, in the empty quarter. And just fucking road. Yeah, I just ate the food they provided me and... <laughs> <laughs> screwed the throttle that they gave me. I hope for the best. And hope for the best. I've never spoken yeah. my 80k ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unbelievable. And that's where it. That's where it kind of. That's when the the Dakar dream. Because I'd never raced in my life, and I had nothing <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to go off. Yeah, to see if I was good enough. Yeah. I had no idea. Maybe Fuck. you could be the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, not now. There's always people like well, I think the boys were talking about on Grid Reapers that. Uh, no matter like who you are, the, you've got a hidden talent, and some people just never find that hidden talent. Yeah, like you could have been an amazing rally driver. Yeah, I could, and you only did it once. Still could you, be. You uh, know, is that an you know? age thing? Not really. Um, it is, and it isn't. Could if, you get over there and give it another crack? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to do Dakar, so I, I, I went to Dakar now. Yeah, 2014. Mm. Again, five percent of rookies finish. I was a rookie. There was 178 started. I come 39th Fuck. in the world, mm. and that's the toughest race on earth. Mm. Only 78 finished. One guy died. Fuck. Jesus. What do you get? Malaria. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? Malaria. <laughs> so ever Fuck. since I can't, that cost me $125,000. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Okay, so it's not what, just like, go bloke. do it. No. <laughs> Can you get sponsors, though? The, the so I tried. And no one would do so it. I wrote You're the second best in the world. I wrote no a one. book. Yeah. I, I'm not that guy. Yeah. So I take my hat off. I've got mates um, and big shout out to them. They're great guys. Mm. And and they'll they'll admit it straight away. But if we're in a race together, they're kind of down the back end of the field. Mm. I'm up the front. Yeah. They go to Dakar because they, they have money thrown at them. They have the ability. I don't, unfortunately. I don't, ability I don't to even get know, sponsors, you mean? Or? I don't know what a hashtag is. Yeah. Oh, well, fucking or an help you out with that. That's, that's uh, my job. Yeah, maybe Branchy. Maybe we I'll can help get. Yeah. So I've got. Imagine if we could become so, Hard Yarns, the sponsor. Oh, the hard, yeah, the hard yarns. It is about the hard. Mate, yeah. this is a real thing. We could genuinely there sort out. Get some sponsors so, on board. The lads behind you. I was going to go. You need to fundraise a certain now, amount in um, uh, next in January yep. twenty twenty two. What does COVID do to that? So I, I, I. Put down my deposit because you got to put down a deposit. You, ca- you can't just enter. You got to qualify. I've qualified. They mm. sent me the letter saying congratulations, you're in. How and do you qualify? By results, I automatically qualify because I finished thirty ninth. Yes, yeah. So you've but proven it. Someone that hasn't done anything, even though they might, I might know you can ride. Mm. Doesn't matter. They mm. have to do a. It's their duty of care. They have to do a smaller ride, or yeah, you got to got to do probably an international round somewhere, like what you did. Like UAE. Yeah. So that's what got me in the first time. Mm. So, yeah, I had to I had to pull the pin because I can't – my bike's in South Australia. I can't get back. Border restrictions. Mm. I'm Fuck. living here now. So, so I do you had get to, your deposit back? I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. 15 grand. I'm Jeez. waiting. I'm waiting. Or can it, they hold that for next, next year? Or? I, if they don't give it back, that's where I'll go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the angle I'll go. Cause, so 2023, which is only 14 months away. Yeah. Yeah. When I first went, 
I stopped drinking beer Gives you a for year 18 to... months. I trained. And I've been training now. I don't know if you can tell, boys, but I'm quite fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, I've been training now. It's the fittest I've been for ages, but you this could, is what it takes. We could get AI training. on board Mate. and uh, precision um, P- precision hydration. hydration. Like mm-hmm. straight away, they would jump they would all over that. 100% jump all over that. They'd yeah. train you up. They're, uh, they're in. A couple of guests from the, on the potty. Yeah. They looked after Branch yeah. on his run. Yep. There you go. There you I, go. I know it's 125 grand, but they could put at least $250 towards, <laughs> <laughs> towards <laughs> a, a shirt or a hat. <laughs> so I promised myself the second time. Yeah. I've wanted to go again more now than I ever wanted to. Because of what I learned, yeah. what I did, but I promised myself, don't go unless you can find at least half. Yeah, mate. Come on, that's quarter of a million dollars for so, two motorbike races. Yeah. That's a hell. But you could so get I, fucking hit by a, yeah, a yeah. car and you could be that bloke and die. And yep. because you don't so. have a social media following, they don't want to chuck in sponsorship. Oh, well, not. I don't know how it works, you know. I've got a What head, company do you I've work for? I've got a head for? for radio, not... TV, I don't think that matters. So does Tanya. It's ability. And <laughs> <laughs> it's ability and and, um, and I guess if it's it's a broadcast, like the the whole thing. It, it's only on, it's on SBS for half an hour. Yeah. Each night, um, you'd, I wouldn't get any screen time. There's a lot more now that can go onto social media because there's a lot more people. Branchy could fix your whole fucking. I'll sort it. There's like a whole. It's follow-up. a challenge. Of yeah, it's a. Well, you, what company do you work for now? Um, I don't know if you can say or not, but would they get can. behind you? Or no. What? So no. I work for oil and gas. Um, and Why don't you just get them to sponsor the oil in your bike? Well, could so you they hit up ha- someone like a, a Honda? Or no. Something? So the problem is they all have their thing. Yeah. They have, um, you know, a lot of them won't do it if it's a solo sport. A lot of them mm. won't do sports that are associated with death. A lot yeah, of them right. do, yeah. Because they kill enough people on site. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly. <it> <laughs> no, it's crazy. So, and then the whole motorbike thing. So the local shop here, yeah, they'll have they'll they'll be looking after some really shit hot riders locally, mm. which is fantastic. Mm. That they're, they're not they don't get nothing for yeah. helping a guy to go to. So you really got to. What about Kapler with his outside of the uh, stuff? Maybe Kapler could run it. <laughs> Catholic <laughs> run it. So you got to go down the road of um, when I, when my book come out. Yeah, I then did the circuit with doing public speaking, different yeah. groups, all kinds of groups. Yeah, bloody anything from a probus old age thing to Lions clubs to schools to footy clubs to yeah. And it's it's not about riding a motorbike around the world. It's all about bloody all the experience doing the thing. Yeah. The, Tell a bunch of anecdotes and whoever's, you know, it's telling the people in the crowd, doesn't matter who you are, whatever it is you want to do. Mm. You, you can, can do, do it. it. Mm. Well, you, that, that's why you suit this podcast fucking yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole fucking theme of it. Doesn't, I, yeah. I quit my job to fucking make movies and yeah. s- and do stupid. Porn. Pretty close. <laughs> I get naked a bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Delby's literally just quit his job. He's finishing up teaching at the end of the year. Yeah. Wow. Full-time comedian slash wow. celebrant. Yeah. Slash MC slash. Yeah, right. Yeah. Slash podcast host. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Fuck, that's. Uh, yeah, what, what, with, the book, with the book, did you get, mate, coin off it? Did uh, fucking. So, so when I come back from the trip, I. um. Because, I mean, for a bloke from country Victoria, you wouldn't be thinking you're going to write a book. No, of course not. So, Never. Not in a million years. Yeah. So I fin- finished the trip. Everyone wanted a piece of me. So I did one talk at the school. It was the first one, my local school. And then, of course, it grew from there. I probably did about 20 or 30 talks, but I had nothing. And all you'd get at the end of the talk 
which is great, but you'd get a a mug with world's best talker. Yeah, <laughs> Oyen's line quite yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but, you know. Oyen's but that's all right. But yeah. um, in the end, I was putting in a lot of effort driving here, driving there, preparing us. Yeah. You know, putting the photos up, setting up my screen, and I got sick of it. So, yeah. and everyone would always say, "Question time. When's the book? When's the book?" So in the end, I thought, ah, "Shit." <laughs> I should write a book. Yeah. So I did the book, then I did the talks again. Mm. Like, I, did you charge corporate for talks? No. Oh, mate, no one wants to pay. Corporates, it's a tax write-off. Yeah. If well, you go yeah, in see, as a motivational speaker. Yeah, I know. You just need – all you need is someone to do I know. That's, we'll, the, we'll, that's the problem. We'll help, yeah. yeah we'll I don't know. Get the right people on board and – Yeah. Because it's – it's I mean, it's as long as you want to do it. I no, guess. well, I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I, that's something I'd like to do. I'd like to actually harness it. Mm-hmm. Do something that teaches me to do it a bit better. Yeah. To, to, to really get, get full effect and get paid for it because yeah. it's easy money. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, so I'd talk to 100 people for an hour mm. and I'd sell about 80 books. Perfect. 30 bucks a shot. Mm. Happy right. days. All yeah. of a sudden now, it was worth, worth it. it. But I never did the book to make money. Yeah. I paid it off because I had to pay for it. Yeah. It's done by a publisher, but. How did you pitch it? Because a lot of people out there, like a lot of people have toyed with the idea. I started writing a book about my travels, ironically, when I was 18. No, 23, the second time I went back, called um, Sex, Drugs and STDs. And uh, (laughs) I got in, I like 23 pages in, but then I just stopped because I came home because I I just missed everyone. But um, how did you, did you have a blurb and you sent it to a publisher? Did you write it all out and go, hey, Uh, what do you think of this? On the trip, I wrote, Diaries. Sick. Yeah. And by the time I'd finished, I'd meet people on the road. So I met a, a German guy and a, a Kiwi girl in uh, Mauritania and I'd already filled one diary. I just didn't want to put it in the post and send it home. Yeah. Mm. They were flying back to Germany. Mm-hmm. I said, can you, when you get to Germany, can you please post this to my sister? They all made it home. Wow. But, so I got home. So much trust. I had a stack of diaries. Yeah. A lot of words, a lot of words. So they just sat there. For years and years and years. And then when I was like, right, I'm going to do a book. So then I wrote to probably about half a dozen authors yeah, and told them my project. I've got this. I want to stitch it together, mm-hmm. make it into a book. And one of them put his hand up and said, yeah, I'd be interested in that. So yeah, cool. I paid him and we worked together. It's my writing, but he just – so basically I had I enough words that is like the Hobbit. Yeah. And yeah. my genre book yeah. is, is not – that's an 80,000-word book is what I write, mm. these kind of books we read. Yeah. Um, and I had like half a million or six or 700,000 words. Shit. So he just chewed it up, stitched it together. Got Did you find it. yourself writing in French sometimes? It about, or it all? It's about two, 300 pages. Yeah, it's 300. Yeah. Around there, I don't know. And was it heaps of stuff you'd forgotten had happened when you were reading through it or was it all pretty fresh in your memory? Nah, it was all still pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he'd – He'd do a chapter. He'd send it to me. And then you have to explain things that you've got to do it so that yeah, a non-biker yep. is, is reading it. And look, there's loads of things that you have to leave out. Yeah. So much. There's so much happens That's in 899 you, days. You try yeah. to fit it into – Well, you could do a part two. Mate, well, man, this is the yeah. thing. Like you come onto a podcast and you can still only skim through like yeah. – Oh, well, I haven't pits. told any stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, you yeah, know, yeah. there's, there's – there's so many stories. There's yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And question, I love question time at the end of the talks. Yeah. The talk might go for 45, 50 minutes, but then – Q&A is always the, the best. Most of the time, the, the 
the compares pointing at his watch going, shit, we've got to go, guys. Yeah. You know, they just question, question. And I yeah. can answer the question. Yeah. yeah well, like, answer. Q&A is always the best. It's because great. you're getting yeah. – like, you, you see your best public talkers, even someone like a Gary V, who's a – like, he gets paid, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to go to a fucking half an hour speech. Wow. And he speaks for five minutes and then the rest is Q&A because he's just – they want to know. It's like his, a human Google. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, this, what's your opinion? Like, yeah. Or, you know, what's this? What's that? Like, yours would be obviously different. They're not asking for answers about certain things, but they want to know stories. Yeah, stories and you just give them a brief rundown and, of what happened. And, that's right. And stuff. Introduce yourself, set it up. 45 and then, minutes is pretty good. It gives you a good rundown, like, if you can keep them sort of onto it. When, yeah, did, you, yeah. when did you have the author – so you, you wrote it and then you sent it to a publisher and said, hey, will you just publish this? So then he'd written a book. And he said, hey, well, these are the guys that I've used. Mm. I'll submit it to them. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other story. Because they knock you back heaps, eh, or no? Yeah, I'd, we'd, we'd written to a few and they knocked us back. But then these guys, they – because you put in the money, they – I think they'd take anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so – but that was a whole other thing. Jeez, I got screwed over there. They, yeah. They, they said it's going to cost this much money. We'll go your halves when I paid the full amount or yeah. more. And it didn't cost that much. Yeah. And I ended up on Today Tonight because they went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Fuck hey. me. Over, for Yemen news, <laughs> Dubai news, now you're on Today Tonight where they're fucking chasing people yeah. down the street with a blanket over their head. Author Alan Roberts. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's a hard done boy. Um, what was the arrival home like? Oh, hang on, hang on. What was the outcome of the Today Tonight oh, yeah, story? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he put everything was in his son's name. He had a penthouse at the Dockland Stadium. He had a house down at Lawn. He had... Okay. Uh, Mercedes and they couldn't he just filed he did it to like 200 authors we, we all did the same you know if we all overpaid cunt. by about 12 yeah. I think I pay, overpaid by about 12 grand mm. and uh, skimmed off the top so, so it cost me 30k yeah. to produce 3,000 books or whatever total yeah. and yeah. I sold my first 1,000 books in no time at yeah. $30 a book yes. yeah. so I made my money back when it sells through the shop I get nothing why is yeah. that? well I do I get like a little 50 bit. 50 cents. Yeah. yeah. So I get a royalty check every six months for four or five bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that because they purchased it at a so it's, cost it's, price? So when he went- Or I will share the link to your book like for yeah. you to get it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, well, they sold out of your books. They got a few left. They're going to do another reprint. Mm-hmm. I've got a few left. But so it sits in a warehouse in Sydney. Yeah. It sells off the shelf somewhere. And so then yeah. you've got to pay storage fees. This is the whole publishing well, thing. Okay. And so what about audio books? You thought about that? It's on audio books. Oh, but cool. Do you read it or does someone read it for you? Oh, no, you got to – Oh, like sorry, automated? it's not an audio – I'm thinking iBooks. Oh, yeah, iBooks, yeah. yeah it's so audio books, have so you thought about that? Because a lot of people just would rather oh, just yeah. have it read. That would be interesting, that you would. reading your own book yeah. out. Yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people do it now. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they just read their own book. I haven't even read my own book. Well, hey, um, yeah. awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just you record You read through it. Shit. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good, cool. man. If you oh, read actually, your own audio book, you can add little bits. Yeah. That's what, and, okay, I go back to Gary V again, but that's what Gary V's got a book or he, all, several books, but his books and he reads them and he does the audio book and he'll be like, actually, funny story about that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could add stories. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Adds, uh, he adds it Straight away, that would- Maximize the money you can make because if it's two dollars a download or whatever it is a download yeah, yeah, five yeah. bucks yeah instead of being someone had to go physically get it they instantly get it yes yeah, and yeah. It now it can be in 
any country in the world. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's what yeah. well, audio books are killing it. Yeah, so. yeah. Hard yeah. Yeah. coming up with the ideas, mate. We've got yeah. the we've sponsors, got the, audio, the audio, audio here. You can yeah. record it. Just it takes you. I think I'm it's a slow hour. reader. <laughs> well, it's, right. out, it's it's like do four pages. Fast writer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's days of recording. It's, it would uh, be. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked. But wow, it's worth, yeah, it'd be worth it. It's worth it because you stitch it all together. It becomes a book. Chapter two, chapter three, whatever. Like it goes on. Yeah. Sick. Um, so you got fucked over by them. Yeah. You got yeah, fucking yeah. Well, you didn't really get fucked over by anyone else. So at least uh, at least you got fucked over by somebody you of your from your own country. That's it right. Like, <laughs> it seems like you just experienced the best in humanity yeah. in a lot of yeah. things. Like you've just got like you've got nothing you've got nothing bad to say about anyone. Like everyone was even, great. Even the Taliban were good doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, how many people can say that now? Yeah, the Taliban, they were pretty good. Oh, yeah. you know, they I reckon they get a bum steer in the media, the <laughs> Taliban. They fucking gave me an escort through Yemen. <laughs> they get a bad rap. Fucking Poor buggers. <laughs> <laughs> they were Al-Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, the – so after, you know, 900 days or well, five and a half years away, but 900 days of riding the bike, going through all these – I know what you're going to ask, what it's like getting home. Yeah. But I want to hear about Russia, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russia. You got to Russia. So it, it's funny. I'd, I'd come through Iran. Uh, I need a piss. I'm sorry. Yeah. Turk, um, I, um, you can always piss. Where we go, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. I come across a guy. I hadn't seen a, a Western or a, a common folk yeah. for ages, and I was getting a bit lonely. <laughs> As in, you just you want it, you you – you like want a, a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was – this bridge was close and I was waiting for this bridge to open in uh, Tajikistan, beautiful mm. part of the world. You're at altitude. I was riding along the Afghan border. Absolutely yeah. stunning. So I thought, well, I'll have lunch now. I'll we'll have something to eat and uh, that way I can push on. I won't have to pull up early to have dinner. Yeah. I can ride a bit later, get away and camp. And I look up where my bike was. It was about 50 metres away and – Next minute, this, this guy's pulled up next to my bike, and it's the same as mine. And, oh. and there's none of these bikes, even a bigger bike. You just yeah. stri- you know straight away the way they've got their kit on and everything. Yeah. And this guy comes in, and he he first looks as you know you, you meet all kinds of characters, mm. but he, he just looks at me and he goes, "Hello, <laughs> my name's Derek. I'm from Belgium." <laughs> and my immediate That's a good accent. <laughs> my immediate thought was, "Oh." How am I going to lose this dickhead? <laughs> I've told him this story. How and how am I going? Because you can't. There's there's one you can't road. Ditch him. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. One road. I've had that where you're with a fucking dropkick and yep. you just want to fuck him off. Yep. So yep. so he's just met a guy. Yeah. St- what was his name? Uh, Derek from. He goes hello. <laughs> My name's Derek and I'm from Belgium. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, oh no. You're fucked. No. Yeah. So we're chatting and then it, within five minutes he's gone, oh well, we may as well go together. <laughs> and I'm thinking, fuck. <laughs> no. So we ride off, the bridge opens and we ride off. Yep. We ride for 20 or 30 days <laughs> and we get a camp and he's to, to this day. He's my best friend in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. What a what the, the stuff that we've so right at a point when I'm only four or five months, whatever it was, three, four, five months away from reaching home, which yep. is not long. Mm-hmm. And in right at a point things, yeah. when I was low, I was low. I just left Dubai where low, like mentally or financially? Yeah, no, nah, mentally. Yeah, okay. just on a bit of a low thing. My Amy. 
we kind of finally reached a thing where she'd gone and yep. a few things come out in the wash, which is all in the book. Mm. <laughs> um, well, mainly maggots out of his yeah. ass. <laughs> the wash. Bit of adultery. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I um, – but right when, when you're on your own, you play it safe. Yep. Because it's just you. You're the mm. mechanic, you're the doctor, you're the fixer, you're the logistics coordinator, you are everything. Mm. Right, I met this guy – and the adventures went through yeah. the roof. You're like, no, you go through the crocodile yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go up behind you, Derek. <laughs> so, the, so we're through Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, Russia, Mongolia. It's like war dogs. Yeah, and the, yeah the yeah. adventures just went through the roof and the stories got bigger and better and the adventures and it and was – we, we were going to cra- mi- we miss Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the craziest shit you did with Derek? Oh, well – Besides the – so there's the travelling stories yeah. where we tried to do this in – it was in Russia. And on the on the map, if we just go across there, it's only 30Ks. Oh, we've got to go fuck. all the way up there. How many times have you heard of down, cunts dying yeah, from that? Shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck. We, we reached this road at Whittled Down to a walking path and we're on big adventure bikes and now it's nothing and now it's this little wooden bridge and we got all the way. Eventually we reached this point. It was only like eight k's to go. We couldn't go any further, and we were literally exhausted. Yeah, we we. What is this? Winter or summer? No, summer. Yeah, Have to be summer because you're, yeah. you're dead in winter there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. we've turned around. We're coming back now. We're crossing this same bridge, <coughs> and to get onto the bridge, it wasn't just nice and level. It was it was a big lip. So we're lifting one bike up together and lifting and pushing it across and oh. balancing it. It was a really tiny bridge with. Typical yeah. what you see in the movies. Yeah. Rope Lines or across, like just wooden? Nah, like, just wooden, mm. but no ropes. Yeah. Not high, but high enough. And yeah. next minute, we're wheeling his across. And, of course, his first language, Flemish. <laughs> and the, the board below his leg is broken and he's fallen straight through. And, of course, he's fallen through and he's pulled the bike down on top of him. And just without skipping a beat, he just yells out, Get it off! <laughs> Get it off now! <laughs> so I've had to run around the other side of the bike really cautiously and yeah. lift this 300-kilo wow. bike off of him because he's, he's yeah. got one leg through a plank on this bridge and then go off and he's just he's, – he's come off the bridge and he's just sitting there and he's just <laughs> – he, he goes, well – I was always a bit of a screamer. (laughs) (laughs) It's just moments like that. Upon reflection, he's gone, oh, fuck. Here we were in some wild Mm. wilderness. And then so we come out of the end of this path and we're so exhausted and we're on – it's next to a river, which is crystal clear, and there was these um, two Russian guys and two Russian girls, a couple, and there was another (laughs) Russian guy. They had no top. The girls had got these bikinis on. They set up a camp and we couldn't go. Dirk was – he was physically destroyed yeah. for what we'd done all day. We might have went eight or nine Ks in all day. So he's – um, we just – they've come over and we said, can we put our tent? Yeah, yeah. So now – now and we had a shave in the river because it was crystal clear. We'd, you could drink the water. Wow. And they're giving us Heineken. The, the Russian ladies were beautiful mm. <laughs> and, and we're having a drink with them and now they're handing us uh, an AK-47 each and they go, right, now we go fishing. 
we're going, what are these for? These are for the bears. So oh, the, the Russian boys are fishing. I thought they were going to just shoot the we're, fish. That's what I thought. Shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> and we got these fully loaded, ready to go. AK 47s. Jesus. And, and then the next morning we get up. Is so you're, the, these you're are not, for the bears and oh. the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> How high was the bridge? Sorry to cut you off. Oh, it wasn't that high. It was probably only oh. a, a, a metre or two. Okay, but so it was, but it and was it, fucked his leg. Yeah, well, he was all right, yeah, but yeah. just you had to go across yeah, really yeah, steadily. Yeah. And then, because it wasn't an option to go, yeah, yeah. you had to cross this bridge. So, your plan was anyway was to camp. Anyway? Yeah, yeah, we always camped. We so, camped everywhere. So you're camping all, without knowing that there's these bears that could just- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So we were- we, This is like camping. This is like- <laughs> This isn't real. This yeah. story doesn't- It's like everything's just worked out. Yeah. It's you're just, right. I often look at that. You're think, like Australian wow. Forrest Gump. I was just yeah. about to say, it's like Forrest Gump just went through life and just like, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Drill Instead side of Bubba, he's got <laughs> yeah, Derek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can rival me if you like. <laughs> me Mate, me and inc- Derek were like peas and carrots. It's incredible. And it's just, I feel like it's just we got, the, we got this good uh, intentions and just the like, I know people would just, die sometimes with good intentions yeah. just be like yeah I'll just go camp in the woods and then get eaten by a bear but mm. yeah hey that's that's incredible oh it just worked <laughs> yeah well, I guess how we, do you get out of Russia so we crossed into Mongolia we we went around of course and we weren't in Russia long mm. um, it's a big country I'd love to go back fucking and go huge. from one side to the other but we come out of Kazakhstan and just up and across and then down into Mongolia mm. um, so we ended up travelling then for uh, oh, two or three months. We see another great thing. You can't take your own vehicle into China. Oh, wow. Because everything's made there. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just, you can't. It's, um, you can, but you've got to pay for a guide every day and you've got to get these permits and yep. it costs a fortune. So I had this idea <laughs> that I'd read about. <laughs> hey, mate, I'm in the military. <laughs> 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 China alike. Now we put you in fucking POW camp. <laughs> and the thing about Dirk, we were so similar, and he even was. Um, you could say anything to this guy, and he'd go, "Yep, okay." <laughs> so I said, "Right, this is what I was going to do." And would have I done it on my own? Probably not. So we go down, we cross the Gobi Desert, we get down to the Chinese border. On the Mongolian side, we meet this uh, Mongol truck driver. We hide our motorbikes in the back of his truck. Truck goes across one border. We cross another. We get in. We're waiting for hours. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Eventually, someone comes and gets us. This truck driver's furious. He speaks Russian and Mongol or whatever and no English. They take me. They'd caught us. They'd found the motorbikes. The Chinese. Yeah. So now I'm trying to tell the Chinese that – Oh, they're broken. We've got to get them to Beijing to get them fixed. Yeah. And I tried everything. Yeah. Usually everywhere else in the world, <laughs> yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, the old Jedi <laughs> trick. <laughs> <laughs> you will let me pass. I'll but, I think the Chinese uh, are just a touch yeah. smarter than they, most other nations. They got us. Yeah. They got us. So they kicked us out of China. So now we're in um, – With your bikes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, bikes back. So now we've rocked up back in the Mongol side with cancelled – Mongol visas because we'd left uh. and the big Mongol guy sat back in his chair and just <laughs> let out this big roar and 
reinstated our visas. So now we're heading back across the Gobi Desert, which we just crossed the last three days. Mm. And the Gobi Desert turns in we Dirk and I go to bed that night in our tent and I go and he goes, Well, do you think it'll rain? <laughs> and I said, Nah, it'll be right. The Gobi Desert turned into the Gobi Ocean. Oh, we hell. tackled it was it was unbelievable. It, it was just an ocean. We got separated. He had a big crash. It's all in the book. I ended yeah. up staying in a yurt on my own, lost Dirk, freezing cold. I was that cold. I was hugging the stove. I burnt my gloves and my boots because I was Fuck. near frozen to death. When I when I knocked on this yurt, it was the one yurt. What's a yurt? It's like, like a, a uh, like a tent, but tent with, with yak. Yak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like a circle. Yep. yep. So when I knocked, I, I'm riding and just willing myself to push on and screaming. Um, and yurts, I, I mean, Gert, Dirk's dead. I, that's what I <laughs> thought. I was thinking, he's dead. I've left him. How am I going to explain to his mum and dad mm, yeah. that, well, why did you just ride off on him? Yeah. Because yeah, I was, why did you ride off on him? Because <laughs> 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 no, I was a... <laughs> I, I was a quicker rider. Yeah. And we always, when we rode together, he says, you'd ride, if you ride slower than your ability, it becomes it's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was riding at my speed. But then when you're frozen And you'd cold, meet him in certain spots. To turn mm. your head, your shoulders, everything, mm. you, you, you just can't. Yeah. And I couldn't keep checking on him. And it was, you had to watch, there's no road. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just desert and it's clay. No wonder you're fucking good at this fucking Dakar, and bro. And I just slide. And anyway, I ended up. I went past a couple of yurts, and the one yurt I picked, I knocked on the door. The door opened, and, it's, and, and there's it's, no one in front of me. And I looked down, and I got a photo. It's in the book. It's a dwarf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! This is the greatest yeah. story. Of- a Mongol dwarf. <laughs> You're literally Snow White, yeah. and you've got a dwarf now. So they've. It was a, an old lady, a dwarf, and a young boy, and they've. Um, they've. Without saying a word, because we couldn't, they've let me in, they've cooked up their fire, gave me tea, they've given me these dough balls and put me a bed. And I wrote, you know, I deliberately wrote in my diary that night and I'm writing that, I'm writing what I felt about, I think, I've, I've left Dirk, he's dead. Yep. Bloody hell. What's, uh, what's going to, what's, how, yeah. how am I going to explain this? And So then the next day, the sun was out. It was a whole new world. That night, the wind and the rain, the sun was out. It dries pretty quick in the desert. And away I went and I got to the road, which is about 100 kilometres out of Ulaanbaatar, and I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And what we should do is stop right there and get the listeners to buy the book to find out how, <laughs> <laughs> to find out how it finishes. Well, he had his own story. It involved yeah. a dog, not a dwarf, and it involved... <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. So you were waiting? Yeah, and, and eventually, waiting. eventually you come over the hill. Hours and hours and hours. No mobile phones, no nothing. Eventually he came. And he got he pulled up and we hugged. We ran up to each other and it was like a love story. Wow. Yeah. But we hugged and I, I just like, Jesus, mate, am I so glad to see you. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Wow. How, how did he get Because what are the odds? What if he, so he what did, if he got before you? You would have been waiting for no one. He's gone. Well, that's right. Mm. And that's what – there's loads of things. Mm. So he'd, um, he'd fallen off. He had fallen off and he ripped his pannier off and he spent quite some time – Paddle beating it, mm-hmm. and I'd already been through a small little town, but I opted to continue on, mm. which I probably because I waited in this town, really tiny. It's like it's like a western movie. Yeah, mm. you have there's no roads into it. It's just a group of houses and then desert all around. So 
I opted to keep going because I waited, waited and waited and he didn't come. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he's already gone through. Mm. But so I left. Anyway, he'd fallen off. And whilst he's fixing his panty, he tells a great story. So he's got loads of stories. <laughs> he's fixing this pannier. And in the middle of nowhere, raining cold, this mangy dog comes and sits next to him and looks at him. And he just – he sit and he talks. He, 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 he's a funny guy, this Dirk. And he just – he looks at this dog, he said, and goes, Oh, well, <laughs> and I thought I had problems. <laughs> Brilliant. He gets on the bike. With the dog? (laughs) He rides to this town, finds someone to take him in, has a bed, and he's dry and everything. And here I am down the road, 100 kilometres in a yurt, bloody writing his eulogy. Wow. Yeah. Bloody unbelievable. (laughs) Fuck. That's like one of those Bible stories, man, where the dog, like something in the desert, there's a dog in the desert. Yeah. Fucking jeez. That's nuts. Where's he, where's um, Dirk live now? So Dirk lives in uh, Thailand. Right. So we, we took a famous photo um, of when we're on, on the Afghan border. It's all riddled with mines and there's these mine signs. And there's a sign with a person there and an explosion on their leg and they're missing one leg. Mm. Yep. And this was his Facebook profile for years. Probably still is. The irony of this, years later, he had a motorbike accident and lost oh. his foot. <laughs> <laughs> So we always have a bit wow. of a chuckle about that. Prediction. We always have a bit yeah. of a chuckle. Because when he's taken the photo, we both ran out into this, under this mine sign, and we tuck one leg up. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we've got a photo of ourselves next yeah, to the yeah. sign with one leg. Yeah. And now he's lost his foot. <laughs> Bad omen. <laughs> so when that happened. Now, and then the dog came back and goes, well, I thought I had problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when, when he had his accident in Thailand, I was working offshore. I flew to – I left work. This is how close we are. I left work and flew straight to Thailand and stayed in hospital with him for a week. Yeah, Slept okay. in his room and – He tried to put the foot back. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, no fix. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. If we ever go do Thailand trip, we'll, we'll try to find Dirk and, and we'll do oh, a yeah. hard yarns potty. Dirk's oh, story. And he tells a story. Mm. He yeah. tells a Where story. Where in Thailand does he live? Ah, uh, Pattaya. Ah, uh, Pattaya. Oh, so there's sweet. a few interesting things about Dirk, which, oh, <laughs> this might spin out the listeners. <laughs> oh, fuck. He, he's gone on. So when I met Dirk, he's, he's he dreaming. He was a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's dreaming of getting to, to Bangkok and he, yeah. the whole rhetoric for the two or three months before he got there, I can't wait to get to Bangkok and yep. have a party and do this and do that. And he, uh, so Dirk lives there and, and, uh, I went to his wedding um, oh, nearly two years ago. Yep. One of the best weddings I've been to. But, Who did uh, he marry? Just a little dwarf Mongolian lady? <laughs> uh, he, uh, the dog. Dirk, <laughs> Dirk married a man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like so, a full on. So this is a bloke so did that you, loves women. Yeah. Completely loves women. But but he's gone on. Uh, I, I, I haven't got a problem. Yeah. Bloody hell. As in, she, she's a he. I call her. So a is she. it a lady boy? Oh, a lady boy. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. right. Dirk's going to marry a lady boy. Yeah, true she's, love. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, I, the wedding was amazing. That's a strange one. Like for me, marrying a lady boy. I don't. I, I, I mean, I'm obviously not that way inclined, so I can't comprehend it. But are, are you marrying? 
like, are you in love with the woman that they look like, or are they? I think it's. I think it's the I, person that they are, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it crosses that, boundaries. But so, between what's sex that called when they? Yeah, what's that called when they? Pansexual when you're attracted to per- person. Person. Yeah. So he, if we're if we're sitting somewhere and a a really attractive man walks past, mm. whatever that looks like. Yeah. Right here on the couch, yeah. boys. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, he he would not bat an eyelid. As in, does like, not yeah, just interest. bats his dick. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, just, but when a hot woman walks past, yeah, he will comment, and that's what he likes. Mm. So, but so he's his partner. She's very attractive. Yeah, got to be a hottest fuck woman, man. Mate, the, hot, the hottest, well, some of go. the hottest women in the world yeah, I've ever seen. So that just happens to be boys. a man. Yeah. yeah. So okay. and he knew that going in. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you live there, you know. Fuck, yeah, I can't wait to meet this bloke. Oh, he, he's, a, he's yeah. a legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a fuck. Yeah, mate, this is fucking got twists and turns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Um, let's let's finish on this because it's been going for a bit. Like the arrival back home, we uh, touched on it before. Um, what was that like after? Yeah. so long away. Depressing or exciting? Was, yeah, like what? What? Yeah, was so it like the end for, of the? So it had to be eight hundred ninety nine days because had to be a Saturday because mm-hmm. people wanted to. Be there. Get on the booze yep. mm. and hang about and didn't want to go to work the next day. Did so. you ride back in through Australia? Yeah. Like- so um, all the way, island hop to Dilly, East Timor. Yep. I got on a container ship to Darwin, Darwin, mm-hmm. straight down the guts. I had to stay in Adelaide for about five or six days because I was ahead Disgusting. of- Disgusting. <laughs> ahead, of, ahead of schedule, yeah. which was a bit of an anti-climax. Yeah. It was a bit disappointing getting to Australia Yeah, everything was normal. Yeah. So- I'd been on the road, everyone, not that you're after that and I don't need my ego straight, but everyone was interested in you and having a chat and looking and mm. the kids were, you know, waving and I get to Australia. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, no one gives a <laughs> shit. All of a sudden you're nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it's just normal life. And the story's sort of almost ending and Yeah. The first adventure. person I saw that I knew was Brett Burns up there in oh, Darwin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a beer. Oh, we, um, I got to Adelaide and then waited for the Saturday to come and I did the last 400 k's across the border to the family farm and there was probably, I don't know, 100 odd people there. And and this is where, in Tempe? Well, where's the, just down the road. Just down, yeah. The, okay. between a, I'm on a farm between a, two towns called Tariff and the other one's called Speed, mm. <laughs> believe it or not. Mm. Okay, cool. So Speeding Tariff. But you're right. <laughs> I, the next, so for, for 899 days... And, and longer, and 18 months before that, I had this thing and I had an end point and a goal and somewhere to go, even mm. though I, I had a destination. Yeah. I woke up the next day. I had nowhere to go. Mm. It was depressing. <sighs> it still, and, and what are we running? Seven years on, yeah. I still don't fit into normal, yeah. whatever normal It must is. be such a <clears throat> life-changing experience yeah. that – Again, in hindsight, looking back on it, everything becomes nostalgic and romanticised. And maybe if it you went back better. there, it would be yeah, exactly. It's, it's not it's as good maybe the second time, but yeah. So it's almost like you don't want to go back and ruin it, but it's no. almost as, as at the same time, you wish you could be just yeah. I not, dream of being out there, yeah, because I had nothing. As mm. in, I had no bills. I had no yeah. rego. I had no bills. I had. Nothing. No mobile phone. I had Free. no possessions. Free. I had nothing. The only thing that obligations I had were seasons. Okay, can't be in Russia in winter. Yeah. 
and I've got to get out of this country in the next 14 days because my visa runs out. If only America thought the same about every country they fucking invaded. What you've just said there, ironically, uh, mirrors a point that Cam McLaren said last week where Western society, we grow up, yeah. go to school to get a job, to work hard enough yeah. to live, to eventually retire where we don't have to do any of that. It's crazy. So what free. you've done is actually just be a person that society hasn't built yep. and lived as the Aboriginal people of Australia lived before we came yep. and fucked shit up. And what maybe a lot of Africa that you experienced was living. Yes. People that are living in a year. They that's they're they're amazing. And yeah. we get we – get, I'm a part of the machine now. Mm. You have a mortgage, you have this, you have that. I've yeah. got – you have obligations. Mm. The sense obligations. of adventure is gone. Yep. And I miss <clears> it. <throat> and this is why then I'm trying to create things like the Dakar. And yeah. Like Setting still, goals. Like yeah, I still do goals things. Like I went and did Kokoda a few years ago. I did the yep. Simpson on mm-hmm. that bike. I've since sold that world bike. But I still race. I still – Yeah. I still have – ha- this might spin you out. I'm a commercial helicopter pilot. Yeah, sick. Okay. I'm going flying tomorrow, actually, around Who the city. Who do you work for? Rotto. No, I used to. Yeah. So I did it. I did this after the fact a few years ago. It was a one-way ticket to being broke. So yeah. I still still am current. Yeah. Taking some mates up tomorrow over to Rotto. So I'll get around it. Corsair at all? That's – who I do no, it No, because we had Luke on. Yeah, we had Luke um, on the podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. though. Oh, okay. Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. My brother, uh, my brother works for DBP and he um, works, of course, there quite a lot. Oh, right. And all the, the helicopter pilots fly him everywhere. Yeah, quite yeah. A lot. Yeah, well, my good mate there, um, Troy Urquhart, he's a instructor there, so yeah, okay. I think looks after me. my brother's mentioned Troy. So you just yeah. a, a bit Did of he, a, Is he South African at all? No. No. Aussie okay. country, yeah. Queensland. It's a bit of an just. I guess seeking points of adventure is, is still it, – it, it helps. Yeah. But you it's – And COVID locking you down. Oh, it's oh. killing me. Yeah. Oh. So I know – your FIFO job, whatever you've got, allows you to have that – you can go do movement. whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I've, I've got four weeks off now. Yeah. Mm. I know it sounds selfish and it's a first world problem, but mm. it really – Yeah. It kills me. Mm. Uh, yeah, got to go find something. But it's yeah. not like you were you were going around like you say first world problem. When you were traveling, you weren't fucking you weren't uh, going in fucking five star hotels. No, you were getting living in a tent, living in the yeah, living, yeah. trying Li- to live the life that yeah, well, obviously not life that well connecting but, with yeah. the people the, mm. the the people outside of the cities really having experiences, which is yeah. probably a, a big part of the respect that you were getting. I'm such a little bitch from. that I fucking couldn't do without showers and toilets, man. Like that's well, I, I don't I think I camp. could now either. Mm. So camping for me, I could go away for two or three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one it. night's enough for me. I fucking I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I could. Um, I think I could. Uh, no, I do like a shower, it, it, a wash, or it, the jump more I think in the about ocean. It, or something. Well, I used to. Yeah, rivers, wells. Yeah. Mm. Someone asked me. Was reading my book the other day, a lady, and she said, "How? What was the longest you went without a shower?" I said, "Look, it's probably only two or three days." Mm. Three or four times. Yeah, you know, right. As in it was either swimming in a river, yeah. in a, a bucket out of a well, a yeah. pump, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So world, world vision are full of shit. There's water yeah. everywhere. <laughs> there is. Just, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe world vision could sponsor you for the Dakar. <laughs> you could give some proceeds to, to the side. Yeah. Oh, I feel uh, – it's such a, an amazing story, but now I feel like – I feel almost. In, I want to go do my own adventure now. Yeah. I feel well, like that's and, and, and that's the humbling thing. I, I get occasionally, 
probably once a year now. It used to be maybe two or three, and it wears down. But someone will write me an email, mm. say you've inspired me to go and do this. And yeah. that's a that's a nice feeling. Yeah. That's yeah. why I want to keep the story alive. And yeah, it's good though because I can I can fully fully empathise and feel when I was eighteen. After I left England, because I was living with my family and it was shit. I was like, this is trash. Mm. And I opened the computer and I looked at the map, mm. ironically, and I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Amsterdam's just there. And yeah. I looked up flights. It was 40 bucks. I was yeah. like, oh. And I'm like, oh, and Berlin's here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then you I just looked up. The way through, then yeah. I had an exchange brother from Italy that lived with me. I was like, oh, I can go see Francesco. And then I oh, did this little plan. And at 18 years old, I was as naive as you. I never drank, did drugs, nothing. I was like pure, complete pure. And went and fucking just had the best time with no money. Yeah. Like fuck all money. I was tight as fuck. And I'd, I'd spend like, it was like two pound beers, whatever it was at yeah. the backpackers. But drink with the people there and then adventure with them and then move on to the next place. And it was so magical that the next time I went as a 23 or 24 year old, I couldn't recapture yep. that Exactly, that's like that innocence, and because and it was vibe. almost also because that was sort of like unscripted. Yes, it was just yeah. like, oh fuck it, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. But it. I felt like I was trying to redo what I'd already done, and I, I could, I didn't have that same like magic. Yeah, like have you it watched? Was still that? great. I met some good, great people again because that's just a given. Have you watched? But there was no like childlike sort of wonder where I was going. Oh, no, this is. Have you seen yeah. that movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yes, Ben Stiller. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, but yeah. it's it gives that same vibe of mm. just like I've fucking sat in my box for years and years and years and now I'm going to oh, take a risk. Oh, that's very um, – yeah, yeah. Just goes fucking yeah. – you know, like he goes yeah. on a little adventure through Europe and yeah. fucking like Iceland. Iceland, and, yeah. yeah. That is really, good. I like it's that. It's a really good feel-good yeah. thing because I think a lot of people are stuck in those boxes and mm. they don't – and it's uh, you can't say it now because now obviously – oh, well, borders are starting to open, mm. I guess, but – yeah, I've got friends who've but never even fucking – they've never even been to Bali. They've never the left hardest, the country. That, that, people say, what's the hardest thing about the whole trip? And the hardest thing is making the decision to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Once you do that and you've got it in your brain mm. – so when I – before I even done it, people would give me all the excuses in the world mm. why they wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about what about this? Won't that be like oh, – what about this? And I'm like, oh. Yes, okay. that's yeah. what'll stop you. The only yeah. the only excuse I have now, and it's it's a it's a, probably it's a very good excuse, is I've got a kid. Yeah, and well, no, although they had it bad, <laughs> 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 although we're uh, me and me uh, ex partner we're separated now. But, um, I just I couldn't be away yeah. from her for that long. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. that's my one yeah. thing for those sorts of adventures. But I could definitely schedule in like a two to three week like. Yeah. I'm going here and I'm just Well, there's things like, it. and I'm not into it, but maybe, and Dirk's done it, and they, they plant seeds. Like, go, go to a country and buy a bicycle mm. and, and do a- Best thing I did- well, Do a top to I bottom know. in a country for, that takes four weeks. Well, yeah. I know everyone does it in Amsterdam, but that was probably the best part about Amsterdam for me was just literally riding Cruising around. around. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. so, so, much, so yeah. much better. Like, I never yeah. thought I'd enjoy uh, Southeast Asia either, and Clinton was all, he's like, man, you got to come, you got to come, you got to go, oh, fuck, all right, whatever, I'll go. Yeah. And then, yeah, love Tha- I love Thailand, love Koh Samui, mm. love Cambodia. Vietnam was all right. I wasn't the biggest fan of Vietnam, but yep. Cambodia was fucking dope. That was like the right level for me. Yeah. I was like- Yeah, Cambodia is really yeah. cheap as fuck as well. Yeah, I just thought, I was like, <laughs> it was, it was not as yeah. poor as I thought. And it still had my creature comforts that I needed, but it was like- Did you go to Angkor Wat? 
Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. I had a weird, real crazy hallucination of Buddhists. <laughs> really? Like, sober. Yeah, really? Just like uh, sitting there in the morning as the sun come up, I felt like it's Buddhists meant to be, walking around. Said to be a. Um, yeah, it was really. Strange. What do they call it? Those anchor points. What anchor watts. Yeah, anchor watts, yeah. <laughs> anchor points, like there's, there's certain points around the earth, the uh, pyramids and uh, – Yeah, I felt really – I definitely had some strange visions of, of being thrown back in time there. Really? Yeah. Mm. So that was kind of cool. An interesting little – But, yeah, like yeah, going on these little trips, they're always just – Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. They're good fun. They're experiences. I think it's something everyone needs to yeah. to jump into. But So after the potty, we've learned that we're going to uh, do oh. the audio book, yeah, try to find a sponsor, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to have the number one ranked yes. rally driver. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get it better. going. I'm, I'm genuinely dead keen to do yeah. this and follow the story. Yeah, be yeah well, I'm, I'm as, I, I was getting a little bit of momentum mm. um, this time around because everyone – a lot of people know me now, mm-hmm. especially in South Australia and Victoria, and I had a lot of things planned mm-hmm. where some people were probably going to come to the table and pitch up some money, but yeah. now I've, I've moved. I'm and it's a tax writer for any businesses listening. Yes. It is a tax write-off, mm-hmm. and it's an advertising opportunity. So you, also, so your four weeks that you've got off as well, if you can't go anywhere, you, you could do some hustling. So well, you, that's, the, that's the whole idea. Mm. So you'd love to be able to – Raise about 60. Yeah, 60, ultimately. 60, 70. Yep. Fuck, 120. Let's yeah. hit up sports yeah. bet. Yeah, 100%. Mm. But, mate, that was a fucking epic two and a half hours. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. It's actually. Oh, you could, yeah. Very, you could talk was, for. Yeah. Oh, you could yeah, just keep small. on going. Um, we de- I think we're going to get have to get you back. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Part two. Oh, I love it. I feel good at the end yeah. of this one. I feel cathartic. Yeah. And I wasn't even there. I feel a bit motivated. <laughs> yeah. Like I can a... feel something wriggling in my ass. <laughs> 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 All right. Do you want to plug anything your book and stuff, obviously? So uh, let's talk through the book before uh, we finish. Um, yeah. How do people get it? Or is, Well, is it's, it is print? online. Um, you can just – you only got to Google, I guess, my name or whatever, Alan Roberts, and you can reach out to me. I'm happy to post them out. Hard road home. The hard way. The hard, hard way, way home. home. I said road last time. The yeah. hard way home. Um, yeah, I'm doing a second reprint. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like I say, from from the book, from the stores and online, I get zero. So we'll my, my idea for the uh, Dakar is if I print another thousand books and go on the road, I'll sell because I haven't <laughs> done the scene in Perth. Yeah, I did it only in Adelaide. Yeah, I've already got some people here that want want me to come and talk. So mm. I've only got a talk in front of hey, yeah. well and I'd never heard of the book but as soon as Burnsy told me the story I was like oh I gotta fucking read that book yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the whole story of I reckon it. almost all of our listeners oh, will we'll grab it yeah I reckon I've got a, a mate called Kurt Mogg that's probably listening right now and Mogg is a good lad he'll probably want to get right around that it's right up his alley it's, it strikes me similarly 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 mm. to Marching Powder oh like, yeah that's just a real book that yeah. you just really get into and just yeah yeah you just it's addictive fucking, you could say yeah it's a real life story it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a real yeah. life story that just the biggest really, surprise out of that yeah. book you're reading it and then you see a picture of him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucking yeah. so if anyone's reading this well I'm white yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Um, Cool. Uh, Hard Uh, Way Home. Uh, Alan Roberts, Google that one. Uh, Delby, you got anything to plug before we finish? Yeah. Just for some reason, um, Sunday singles have pulled the plug over the next four weeks. So this Sunday is the last one. 
Buck and get around it because mm. it's funny as fuck. There's one more show December 12th and then we're obviously doing a weekly at Fringe, but I don't know why they've stopped the weekly shows. Not sure why. Doesn't okay. make sense. So We'll find out. Now's the time, lads, because it's always 80 women and 40 blokes. I'll come down. So get around it. And uh, Tuesday we're doing Who's Rhyme at Royale's Northbridge. So they've signed us up for another um, residency for the whole month of November into December. Yeah. So check out uh, Who's Rhyme at the new Royale's venue in Northbridge. Sick. Um, Yeah. B32 Media, if you want any videos, get onto that. And then – I think we haven't finalised a date, but we're 100% doing a second show of Up and Joke. Yeah, we just need to find the date. Find the date and the venue yeah. um, to officialise, but it'll be a smaller venue. So it'll be, if you came to the show, we'll have similar but, uh, stuff, but we'll have new – up. Uh, sorry, um, Whose Rhyme's always different. Yeah. And, um, when the boys from the Green Reapers listen to this, I'm sure they'll want to get you on, and they've got a massive reach of young lads that'll get involved in your book. And yeah, 100%. Spon- they got oh, well. good, good let reach for sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, that's a yeah. fucking good call. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good call. But Rusty, maybe they've got some good contacts. Rusty, who always do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we'll try and hook you up with them, get you on their podcast because they've got 10 times the following. Bigger reach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, yep, awesome. Right. Cool. Great cool. episode. Thanks, Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Awesome. Sick. Peace. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Shelby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs>